Stay tuned for George Rodriguez. QM Sports Time is 10 o'clock. This is Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale. The makers of Pecorino Cottage Cheese are proud to present the uncut wonder boy of the airwaves, Jorge Rodriguez. The self-hating Julio who doesn't hate himself but rolls back the cheese to dispense his wisdom upon you. Is there anything that guy doesn't know? Down on me. I want you down on me. You know there's always hope when you go down on the pole. Go down on me. I want you down on me. My son. Dear Papa will be pleased if you make me hard. I might even make you my new Vatican garden. Be careful not to scratch or shoot it into my hand. And go down on me. Go way down on me. Take the whole thing in I know you'll be impressed with what's inside my dress. I spread my legs for you. Go down on me. I want you down on me. Rub my pocketbooks and kiss your mama's balloons. God bless you, my son. Go down on me. Does it smell like incense? I spilled some on my dress. It's not canoe. Yes, yes, yes. I lifted higher than the Lord. I lifted higher than the Lord. So how far do you think we can get into this before we have to dump it? I was auditioning that. Thank you, Lenny Martez, by the way, our uh, our uh, production director and uh, and chief trainer of uh, of new talent here on uh, WQAM. And he's let me that, and I'm going to make a copy of it and everything. But I'm auditioning it on the way home, and I realized we can't play most of the things on there. What was I thinking? What was I thinking? Just because they played it on MTV, but they didn't play that version. I don't remember all those foul, foul four-letter words flying across my MTV screen. Do you remember that? From that track? All the and the Yes, I do, because I, I own the album. No, not from the album, but from the MTV thing. Did they have a cleaner version of that? They must have. They must have. What about the uh, slam thing that isn't on here? I'm disappointed. Now I've got to go buy another CD. I come here, I go shopping again. Probably no, no luck in slam. You, you sure about that? We'll see. I'm going to go out and buy it today. It's on either, either it's on both, from what I understand, from what Carlos tells me. It's on both the Onyx and the Biohazard disc. They did a little trade-off thing. But thank you, Tracy Neely. Got a whole new box of all kinds of really great stuff today, including uh, New Radicals, but it's the newer New Radicals, so I haven't auditioned it yet. We have to listen to that. And uh, and I'll play something from that tomorrow, assuming that we find something good on there, which we should. But this is, yes, 
200 cigarette soundtrack with all kinds of fun things on it. For example, all kinds of fun things. You know, she wasn't wearing any underwear in this video, and it fell on the wind. But anyway, we'll be playing more of that later. There's a lot of good stuff on here besides uh, Go-Go's, Cars, Blondie. There's a medley that I'm going to play a little bit of later. It's a Blondie medley with other people in it besides just uh, Blondie, like Havoc and Prodigy and people I can't pronounce, some Wu-Tang Clan, Clang, Clang, Clan Wu-Tang members. Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang man. Clan members and other people are on this besides a whole bunch of other good stuff, Roxy Music. On the 200 Cigarette soundtrack, now we got to go see this movie just in case Christina Ricci pops her top just in case it's rated R so anyway today is the anniversary of that uh, the Cubans getting shot down and does anybody care about that no no as a matter of fact whenever it comes up all the Americans likes to throw uh, rocks and garbage they likes to throw rocks and garbage at the Cubans whenever the Cubans uh, decide to rally or have a flotilla and and I wonder why that is see when someone calls me an asshole you know Instead of just thinking, well, you're an asshole, and saying you're an asshole back at them, I think, well, what, what have I done to piss this person off? Because I don't go out of my way to piss people off. I try to be as nice as possible to everyone because friends are more important to me than enemies. Enemies will hurt you and seek to destroy you and stab you in the back and put sugar in your, in your gas tank and key your car and poison your, your dog and things like that. A friend will watch your back and help you out and, and come to your rescue when you're in trouble and that's the way it's supposed to work so I I go to great lengths to make friends and avoid making enemies and you know obviously I I don't succeed all the time but I have a pretty good record and that's that's one of the um, the methods that I use is when someone is pissed off at me when someone's giving me a sour look when someone is talking about me the first question that I ask myself I say self what have I done to piss this person off I must have pissed this person off, like Carlos upstairs, who doesn't talk to me anymore. The receptionist Carlos, not the, uh, not the evening sports producer Carlos. What have I done to piss these people off? What have the Cubans done to piss off the Americans that there is no sympathy concerning these individuals who died, three of which, three out of the four, were American citizens, by the way? I, I guarantee you, if they had had Anglo last names, if their last names were Smith and Jones and Johnson, and some commie dictator blew them out of the sky in international waters, there would have been an uproar, and there would have been troops going down there, you know, the rowboat load of Marines that it would have taken to, uh, to get Castro out of there. I mean, Boy Scout Troop 101 from Blowing Rock, North Carolina, could topple Castro. But nobody cared about these guys getting blown out of the sky. Because why? Why uh, is there all this animosity? Why is there all this negativity? Um... And you've got to ask yourself, what have the Cubans done? To, gee, do you think that possibly the Cubans in this community have done something to piss off the Americans for there to be this uh, lack of concern and, and lack of sensitivity? For other American citizens, by the way. And, and this is the kind of thing that normally Americans would get right behind. There's some people taking their own money, buying their own planes and, and, and putting gas in it with their own money, going out trying to save lives. This is the kind of thing you know, the kind of do-it-yourself attitude that most Americans would really rally behind and support and, and feel sympathetic towards. And if any Anglos had been flying around wherever, wherever, 
on a life-saving mission in international waters and got blown out of the sky from, from some cigar-chewing, green hat-wearing asshole, there would have been an uproar and there would have been hysteria and something would have been done. But it didn't happen that way. And so I, I want to know why. And, I, and Well, I do know why. I'm just you know, speculating out loud. is because the Cubans haven't made friends here in this community. And, and before, you know, and the Cubans, and we're going to get a lot of calls today from Cubans going, no, 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 the Americans are assholes. They're racist. They're bigoted. They're assholes. That's why they don't care about us. And I'm very reluctant to call someone an asshole who basically threw me a lifeline at one point in my life. And that's what they did with all the Cubans that are over here, whether you were born here or not. I mean, if you came over here in 69 in the Freedom Flights or recently or something like that, uh, fair and square, if you came over by some other method besides Marielle, which was, which was a horrendous thing, with all due respect to all of the Marielitos who are doing their best to uh, be good Americans and assimilate, et cetera, and so on. But that was, uh, that was a horrendous nightmare for the American people. And that, that enough, that in and of itself should have been enough of a reason for America to go down there and wallop Fidel, because we're not going to let some asshole in a banana republic make our immigration policy for us here in the United States. At least that's what I kept uh, hearing from the Americans, from my American friends. Why are we going to let this asshole make our immigration policy for us by unloading his prisons and his insane asylums upon us? That should have been enough reason to go over there and, and whack the hell out of him. I'm not suggesting or asking that America spend any money or risk any lives to liberate Cuba. It's certainly not the responsibility of the American people to do that. But by the same basis that, that we can get involved in someone's foreign policy when their foreign policy affects us internally, it's no longer an internal situation when the policy of a neighboring country f***s with you. For example, in, in where I lived in Montana, right by the Canadian border, the Kootenai River, the river wild from the Meryl Streep movie, flows into the United States from Canada. If the Canadians had built a chemical plant on the banks of the Kootenai River and were dumping their swill and their slush and their, and their chemical byproducts into that river and those chemicals were flowing into the United States, I would expect the United States government would have something to say about that. They would have a, a diplomatic uh, thing to say about that. First of all, they would send the diplomat up to the Canadians and say, yo, hoser, stop dumping chemicals into the river. They're flowing into our country, killing our fish and, and making it unpleasant for us. And if the Canadians did not respond to this diplomatic uh, you know, plea, then I would suggest that our government has the right to go in there and whack the Canadians so that they would stop doing that. Because why do we have a military, if not for that, to keep our neighboring countries from basically f***ing with us? And the Americans don't like all the Cubans over here. Am I wrong in that? The Americans don't like all these Cubans over here. Is that not correct, Joe Castello? Joe Castello, ladies and gentlemen, how are you today? That's correct. That is correct. The Americans don't want all these stinking Cubans over here running around acting like assholes all the time, blocking traffic. But we have all these Cubans over here because of the policies of this country. So for America's own interests, it would have been in America's own interest to take a, a boatload full of Marines, one, one landing ship full of Marines or, or one uh, neutron bomb, and, and, and just whack Castro with it, cut it out. And if he doesn't cut it out, whack, 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 whack. I mean, what did Panama do to us that pissed us off so much? Noriega shook a machete at us, and we went and got his ass out of there because maybe uh, he had something to do with the drugs coming into the country. Ooh, wow. You know, as, as if that even compares to the grief that has been caused by 
too many people uh, from another country coming into one place all at the same time. You can't have the kind of volume immigration like we've had down here without uh, ruffling feathers, without causing grief. And there is grief and there is strife. And, and I'm sorry about that. Some of us are doing our best not to uh, generate grief and strife. And I'm going to continue, and I'm going to piss off my Cuban countrymen once again on the anniversary of the Hermanos al Rescaje thing, which did uh, piss me off. And when the American people didn't care or didn't do anything about it, 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 it stung. It smarted. But instead of jumping up and down and blocking traffic and, and calling the American people assholes and insensitive bigots, like I've heard from the Cuban people, I had to ask myself, why don't they care about these people who were American citizens, by the way? 12 after 10 on 560 WQAM. Tired of the same old restaurants? Try the Cafeteria Santeria of Hialeah. How much is that doggy on the menu? The one with the barbecue tail. How much is that doggy on the menu? I'm sure glad the chef's out of jail. That's right. No matter what the weather's like outside, it's always raining cats and dogs at the Cafeteria Santeria of Hialeah. We'll make your stomach stop growling and make your neighbor's pit bull stop doing the same thing. Talk about delicious. Mmm, mmm. Your meal is always fresh. We kill it right on the premises. For a heavenly meal at a sacrifice price, it's the Cafeteria Santeria. Try it once. You'll eat there religiously. How much is that doggy on the menu? The one that is fried in deep fat. Please bring me that doggy on the menu. And bring a side order of cat. Walk, run, or catch a greyhound for the Cafeteria Santeria of Hialeah, where we give new meaning to the word pet food. 56705. Oh, Why am I giving the lines out? They're all full. All you people that are on hold, please wait or hang up or, or whatever, because I'm going to spew. I have a lot to say about this particular issue. 1017 on WQM, and I can't believe that you like this song. Not that it's a bad song, mind you. Not just me, it's everyone who bought this CD. It's a bad song, but I mean, compared to some of the others that are on here. This is so good. Plus, it was the intro and outro song of the movie. Never saw the movie. I don't like that theory as an actor. Very bad movie. That's what I heard, but I didn't bother. Joe Castello, ladies and gentlemen, is psychic. Because remember when I said earlier, I know why. And Joe, during the break, says he knows why, and he's absolutely correct. And this is the analogy that I had to figure it out last night, the reason that the Americans didn't care, that these uh, supposed brothers, brothers of theirs, fellow citizens, got, got blown away by this, uh, by this aberrant asshole with impunity, the, the nerve, the gall to, uh, to shoot missiles at civilian planes in international waters. This is the kind of thing that would normally send Americans flying off the handle. But Joe Castello said, because the Cubans are Bonacera and America is Don Vito, is the godfather. And that's absolutely correct. And that's exactly what I came to last night. Same situation. You never wanted to be my friend. When was the last time you had me over to your house for a cup of Cuban coffee? The Cubans are doing very well down here. 
and they dominate the economy in South Florida, in Dade County especially, and they dominate the political scene. And and I don't I don't know. See, I can only use my own example and my own upbringing. Uh, my mother married a cracker, and he was a objectionable human being. He was the king of white trash Florida crackers, and he happened to have inherited some property in the Redlands where we all lived together, the seven children combined, and the two parents who fought constantly. And for a long time, I didn't know if my stepfather knew my mother's name because all he ever called her was stupid f***ing Cuban. And they would yell at each other constantly. But the kids got along just fine. We got along just fine. Nevertheless, when my family would come over to the redneck house for a party, you could see the aloofness and the snobbery emanating from them. I, I love my family dearly. But now, now, granted, this was an objectionable human being. Here's a man who couldn't say or I mean, he couldn't go without saying a sentence without one of those two words in it. He was a pig. The house was a mess. Uh, but nevertheless, he was my stepfather du jour and, and an American. And I know that that wasn't unique to my situation. That went on everywhere. There are a lot of us Cubans, male and female, who have married into American families. And tension between in-laws is something that exists anyway. It exists anyway. So the cross-culture tension is all there. And, you know, I, I do my best to, to be really, really nice to my American in-laws because, uh, guess what, they were Hialeah natives. And the wife was born in Hialeah Hospital, yes, when Americans still lived there. And they moved away. They moved away because of the Cubans. And I know they didn't move away because the Cubans didn't mow their lawn because they do. And they didn't move away because the Cubans have ugly cars in their front yard because they don't. They moved away because the Cubans weren't nice to them. And they were assholes. And I've seen it going on. And I've been subjected to it. Because guess what? They don't, they don't recognize me. The Cuban radar is not set off by me. They don't recognize me as one of theirs, so I'm just another dumb gringo to them. And I've experienced it. I'm not making this stuff up, like I've said before, uh, over and over again. I'm not looking for reasons to dislike my countrymen. I'm looking for reasons to be proud of them, to be able to brag about what they've accomplished down here. But what they've accomplished down here is alienating all of the gringos. And from my experience in other parts of the country, in supposedly nests of bigotry, the, the hills of North Carolina. I lived an hour away from the Idaho panhandle where uh, the Randy Weaver thing happened. All these separationists, all these uh, white supremacists. Is it white supremacist or white supremacist? I always thought it was white supremacist. If you believe that whites are supreme, you are a white supremist, white supremacist. But I hear everybody saying white supremacist. Never mind. But all of these supposedly skinhead bigots running around up there, no problem fitting in. No problem being accepted. What are you, Cuban? Okay, what does that mean? I don't know. It means I like women with big asses. Okay. There's a kegger tomorrow night. Want to come? No problem fitting in anywhere I've, I've been in America. I never hid my Cubanism from anybody. See you later, John. But down here, I had trouble being accepted by the Cubans. And I'm a Cuban because I wasn't dressing right, driving the right car, uh, listening to the right music, whatever, because these are a shallow, pretentious people. That's the opinion that I walked away with, and I didn't want to be around them anymore, and I couldn't wait to get out of this city once I graduated high school. And if that's how they made a Cuban feel, a fellow countryman, I can only imagine how they're going to make the gringos feel who are not looking for a reason to, uh, to like these people, who are feeling alienated, who are made to feel like foreigners in their own lands. And, and the Cubans who are on hold right now can, can, are going to say, but bada beep, bada ba 
they're going to say, and, and that's too bad because when someone does you a favor, then it's your turn to be nice. It's your turn to repay the favor. And the guy that called up, all they gave me was an opportunity. What kind of a price tag are you going to put on that? That's priceless because everything that you have is thanks to that opportunity. They didn't have to give you that opportunity. And I've had other assholes, and we got asshole faxes over here. You talk like all these uh, jingoistic Americans. There's Chinese food in Italy. There are other places that are, you know what? There might be other nice places in the world, but no one else threw me a lifeline. The gringos did. Dirtbag rednecks threw me a lifeline and bought my plane ticket. So it's my turn. And I guarantee you, because I know the American people and how nice they are everywhere else that I've been, how they will stop and pull you out of a ditch without asking for payment without asking for anything. Like Bonacetta, like Don Vito said to, the, you know, uh, to Bonacetta, if you had been my friend, then they would fear you. you know, and, that, and it's as simple as that. If the Cubans had made an effort to make friends of the American people, then Castro would fear them. Then Castro wouldn't have uh, thought about uh, shooting a missile at these planes, knowing what the repercussions would have been. Castro wouldn't have unloaded refugees onto us knowing what the repercussions would have been. If Teddy Roosevelt had been president, we wouldn't have all of these problems, not with the Cubans, not in Bosnia, not with Iraq. Can you imagine what Teddy Roosevelt would have said about this Iraq thing? Why, why aren't our troops wearing biohazard sh uh, suits shoveling their ashen remains into big trucks for disposal over there in Iraq? We have a bomb that can obliterate their cities, and we're, and we're, and, you know, and we're pussyfooting with these people. What's going on there? If Teddy Roosevelt had been president and they blew that plane out of the sky, Teddy would have said, what, these were American citizens? They filled out their paperwork and, and got rubber stamped and put their arm in the air and pledged allegiance and swore allegiance to this country, and some asshole on an island shot missiles at them? They'd be building condos, all those companies that, that lost all of their land that were divested forcibly by Castro when he took over in, uh, in 58, 59, whatever. All those countries would be moving, all those companies would be rebuilding their assets right now. They'd be putting their businesses back into place because a lot of Americans lost property in Cuba when Castro took over, not just people like my family. A lot of Americans did too. We'd be back to exploiting Cuba. They, he would have annexed it if Teddy had been president under this embargo crap, and now they're talking about relaxing it again. When they relax and or eliminate the embargo, then Castro will have won because he doesn't care how much his people suffer. He's established that. They're going to lift the embargo. He wins. He wins. All the suffering that has been going on for years down there would have been for nothing when that happened if we just let this man have his way. So anyway, that's my theory, and I'm pretty convinced of it, and that's why the Americans don't care that these people got blown away. And here on the anniversary, there are all kinds of services, and when they show the coverage of the services on the news, all my American friends groan. They hold their guts and groan. Oh, here we go again. Because instead of being friendly, instead of making friends of the Americans, they block traffic as if that was going to win friends and influence people. They need to read Dale Carnegie's book, My Countrymen. 1026 on 560 WQAM, uh, and I apologize for the people that on hold, and uh, we'll get uh, straight to calls and hysterical Cubans ripping me an ass all day long here on WQAM. Where do you find Hank Goldberg? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. We'd like to show you. We'll show you. 
a new gentle pen thermometer from Ua with its gay bar tested technology. Gentle Ben is an effective, very pleasing thermometer. Never again will you need or want to stick a thermometer in your mouth or under your arm because the gentle Ben is so fun to use. There's never been anything like it. It's fast, accurate, and there when you want it. My temperature still hasn't gone down. New Gentle Ben Thermometer from Ua. With special patented Don't Ask, Don't Tell insertion tabs. Maybe your husband would like one. 1031560 WQAM, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Goodbye. I guess I got tired of holding. Sorry about that. Mobile in Miami. Hello. Mobile. Is the phone pot up, George? Uh, Joe. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yeah, how you doing? All right. All right. Uh, the only thing I'd, you know, uh, Cubans, what you're saying is the Americans here hate the Cubans. Let me ask you something. Uh, what not, are... not all of them. See, there are a lot of Americans that uh, did not move away from Dade County. They have lots of Cuban friends. They're intermarried. Uh, have, you know, I have understand that totally. Friends. And what... I'm just talking generalities. You know, this is. The... You're right. You're right. But the the thing is, is. What what's the Americans? They're either Italian American, Irish American, oh, they're I know. from somewhere else. Also. But basically they've the by by American I mean that they have made whatever it is that they were before secondary and they're primarily Americans. You know, people who talk without an accent, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, well how many people you, know, who you born have here. you find your Italians, you find everybody has their accents, everybody has their things. What I find wrong is when it when it comes to the military services Yes. You. It doesn't matter. You're who you are. Okay. And now you had this guy. Yeah, he was Cuban, but he served in the in the armed forces here for this country. Right. And he goes over there on a on a rescue mission or whatever it was, and nobody cares when he's an American they, soldier. Right. Exactly. And and that's. It's wrong. I find that wrong. And yeah, Cubans went out. We we you know clogged up traffic. That was so sad. Everybody, I, 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 was, everybody I was stomping has, up and down, screaming when that was going on. Well, what are you assholes doing? Everybody has like their that. things, and you know what? There's nobody more fanatical. I don't care. I don't care. There's nobody what? more fanatical than than the older Cubans. I'm Cuban myself. I know. I know that my family. My family was in the in Batista's government. Yeah. Okay. They were all politicians. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was a senator. My other grandfather was a representative of the House in Cuba. They came here without a penny. Right. Likewise. And they and they worked and and not that we're wealthy, we're not. We're working class. And we've always been working class since we've been here. And the thing is we came and we made a respectable name for ourselves and for our family. And how can you with you were right when you said that the economy of Miami yes. has has been has has you know, raised itself because of the Cubans here in Miami. Right, but part of it. But okay. What else? I mean, and, how how far out of our way have we gone to really make friends with the American people? I'd like to know. Well, it depends. You have your older generation that that says every year that they're going to go eat their pig in Cuba again. Yeah, yeah. Cuban, you have to know that, and they're they're resentful. They're resentful also. And the biggest thing is, why are most Cuban uh, why are most Cubans Republicans? Because uh, they're very right wing in in their mentality. Because 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 of John F. Kennedy. Because no. if John F. Kennedy would have gone in, 
if he would have gone in and taken Castro no, out of they, guess they what? They share the Republican philosophy because they come from uh, lords and serfs system. Uh, yeah, but it's Republicanism also... Republicanism is the closest thing to their way of thinking. But they've also gone through communism, which is the closest way to the liberal. Right. They hate communism. Aspect. See, that's just it. They see democracy, the Democrats, okay. as a smacking of communism. Exactly. But if if John F. Kennedy would have gone in there and done something during the missile crisis, I had I had uncles that died in the Bay of Pigs waiting for the Americans to help us. Right. Okay. Okay. And and if he would have would have had the the heart enough to go in there and help a country, which which is a vital satellite to the United States, which people don't understand either. Well, that's arguable. And well, at, at certain points, yes. At but, the time, it was. At the time that Castro took over, it was because a lot exactly, of American companies. Exactly. Exactly. Now, now it's in. arguable because there's been communism there for 40 years, and it's 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 a dump. Yes. It's a dump, and the poor people there. I mean, I, all the old Americans that when I tell them that I'm Cuban, they say, "Wow, I used to go vacation there. Yep. I had a home there. My, you know, I was based on Guantanamo. I was, so was based point here. I was based you, there." Sir, so because we want to end this call uh, someday, uh, are you having Americans over to dinner at your house on a regular basis? I'd like. Well, I work with Americans, yes, you and work I, with they Americans, come over. They over come over. Them. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, what were you going to say? I said you uh, you take them out, you buy them beers, you have them over for a medianoche, you know, things like that. You're yeah, and I have them over for for T-bone too. There you go. Okay, you know, it's, it's thank nothing. You, thank you very much, sir. We got to yeah. we got to move on. The thing about Kennedy. And I've read, a, you know, lots of things on that. I had to because I was uh, very young, needless to say, like as in not born when all that stuff went on, the whole Bay of Pigs thing. It wasn't America's job to liberate Cuba for its own sake. It might have wanted to. America might have wanted to liberate Cuba just to avoid the influx of refugees. If for no other reason, it would have been in America's interest to liberate Cuba and, and you know, the boatload of Marines that it would have taken to do so the Boy Scout troop that it would have taken to do so, just for its own sake, just because the, uh, the policy was such that it is. But it turns out that probably the CIA was overstepping its bounds. That's what happened there. When the CIA told the Cubans to leave their planes on the Yucatan Peninsula, and they made it sound like it was all part of Kennedy's plan, and Kennedy had no intention of getting involved, and the CIA was acting all along like, oh, yeah, we have the full backing of the American government and the president and the military, yada, yada, yada. Well, Kennedy wasn't making that commitment. The CIA was making that commitment for him. When it came down to the wire, when the, uh, the invasion was going on, lo and behold, uh, no. Turns out Kennedy had no intention of involving uh, his military in there, nor, nor were, was he required to. But the CIA made it sound like yes, and so they left their planes, and it was a slaughterhouse, and uh, we all know how that turned out. 23 till 11 on 560 QAM. Where do you find Boog Shambi? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. No sé seguir al baño o darle cuerda a mi that Cuban ladies who are old though, always give them their vote. <laughs> 
Antonio Suarez said he don't know how many dead people cast their vote. Please give us Sergio Moreno and the courage of his Suarez is very mucho loco. He's a banana boat, Julio, who looks like Virgil Salazzo. That lizard like that barbo. 17 till 11, 560 WQAM. We don't have any open lines, and I wonder why. North Miami Beach, hello. Volker Bryan's a retard. Uh, yep, and you're a retard with no life whatsoever. Miami, hello. Miami. Hello. Hello. Yeah, how you doing? I uh, just want to comment, and you're doing a good job. I enjoy the show, and you're bringing up some good points. Thanks, sir. But I agree with, uh, with the last caller you had on there in reference to, uh, actually, those guys are heroes for doing what they were doing, uh, you know, not getting paid, doing it for the cost of trying to save lives. And uh, the fact that they uh, were shot down, it's, it's a tragedy, and uh, I think a lot of people will agree with that. And I don't think... Why, why don't most Americans feel that way? Well, I don't think I don't think it's the fact that the Americans. Uh, it, it's also there's a lot least, of beneficial least, let me, reasons. Let me put it this way: most Americans down here, uh, I think the Americans in other places who haven't been so pissed off by the Cubans in their community are more sympathetic actually than the Americans down here are about well, this issue. Well, let me bring out a point. See, the thing, the problem is also that uh, the Cubans were one of the first larger groups that have settled here. And in general, when people speak Spanish, the Americans take it. Oh, they're Cubans and they're loud and they do. But there's a lot of other Spanish cultures here, and yeah. the Cubans take a lot of blame for what they do. Oh, no do. question, no question. And you know that's unfair because they don't. The Americans don't look at what I'm culture about the you're Cubans. in. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about uh, low rent anybody. No, no, not, no, no. You know, I'm talking about the the snobs, man. The ones that that. Hey, have you're absolutely right. There's a lot of snobs, and there's a lot of reasons of what. And I felt what that. I see it. I'm not like that. But the fact of the matter is, there's a lot of. And, and also another point I want to bring out. I mean, this country was built on immigrants, and like sure. the gentleman said, uh, the Italians. There was Irish. There were right. British. Yeah, yeah, this is a, that's you know. Old, and old you know, it was colonized, and you know, the Yahoos are not the one running the country. You know, it's it's oh, a combination of everybody. You know, it's a combination of everybody running the country, and everybody's contributed all the cultures that come in and blended together. Mm-hmm. And you know, just to point out the fact that, and there is there is bigotry, and there is. For Cubans, just as well as everybody else, because I've traveled to the South myself and, and experienced it. So, uh, you know, uh, maybe you had some good experience with them, but I've had most good. I've met bigots. I've met bigots. They're people that that won't give anybody a chance, and these are people who are losers who have nothing else to take pride in except uh, the fact that their ancestors came from England. You're, though, you're absolutely right. Even, even though they were German ways, so you know, they were hiding on the bilge of some barge. You know, that's that's the only source of pride that they have is that their ancestors came from the British Isles. Right. And and there's no helping those people. And you know what? Those are dinosaurs. Those people are going extinct. Just yeah. like the old Cubans on Domino Park, these people well, are going away. Well, there's some that are going extinct and some that are going in hiding. They just they just don't show it like they used to show it. America is becoming more and more homogenized every day. These people are going away. Yeah, hopefully they will. Oh. But in reference to, you know, the Cubans, I think in general, we you know, mainly come here. Uh, there I have some big problems with the Mariels and some in the past, yeah, but I think mainly okay. they all come here and contribute. Uh, yeah, there's more traffic, but the, that's the, the point is it isn't, it isn't getting across to enough Americans. The kind of people that the Cubans could be, 
isn't getting across to most Americans. And, and you get, you get to generate your own stereotypes. Don't you understand? As an ethnic group, you get to create your own stereotypes. Yeah, but isn't in general everybody more comfortable with their own culture just of in course. general because they're familiar course, with that culture? Of course, but here in America, we're supposed to be all mixed and in together. That's fine, and the but Cubans in reality, isolate themselves. but that's a dream to think that everybody's going to get along just fine. It, you're going to have it's not a dream. I've seen it going on. It is a dream in a way because the the thing the people they try to work along, but then there are your differences and you start disagreeing. And you know what the differences are petty. The differences are minor compared to the the big issues. We all want the same things. Yeah. We all want nice neighborhoods, safe neighborhoods, yeah. nice house, clean lawn, good education for our kids. Yeah. All of the right. rest of the stuff is window dressing. Right. The food, the music, the clothes, all the rest of the stuff is just window dressing. Yeah, it is. And I was going to bring one point out in reference please, to please. what's going on in Cuba, uh, in reference to the government, what happened in the past, and why they didn't back, you know, in the Bay of Pigs and so forth. And there's a lot of political reasons, uh, being of economics, because what happened when the Noriega deal, they went in there and they took him out and, and brought him out. And that had something to do with the Panama Canal deal. So, you know, anything that's beneficial to the U.S. government, if they have to get involved, there's more behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know. They will get involved. Okay, and I don't right. think it's beneficial for them to do that right now. It could you. be. It could be. All right. Thanks. All right. For you bet. Later on. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm not suggesting. War should be a profit-making venture, whether in, in Iraq or the Bosnia thing or the Cuba thing. It should be a profit-making venture. We'll go and, uh, and fix your problem, and you're going to get a bill, and we're going to stay there and annex your nation and skim off the GNP until the bill is paid, or we're going to... Uh, you know, uh, auction off some of the nice beachfront property to American companies in order to compensate us for the military movement. We should do the same thing in Iraq. Guess what? We own the oil wells now. We just fixed your uh, problem. We got your fanatic out of power, and now we own X amount of oil wells, and we will continue to collect the profits from these oil wells until the debt is paid, until the bill is paid. No one is suggesting, at least not me, that a taxpayer should pay to bail out another country. That would be madness. That would be ludicrous. Miami, hello. Hey, George. Hey. What's going on, brother? Uh, I think uh, your your reasoning and uh, your logic is uh, pretty astute. I I kind of find myself agreeing with you, especially like when <laughs> you're the one when the roads were blocked. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to hide. I just wanted to crawl under a rock and hide and never come out. I was I was screaming. I was like, "What is this going to do except create more animosity?" As if, as if yeah. that's going to get people to see your point of view. Exactly. That's going, to, that's going to endear the American people to you. Yeah. And, and and make them sympathetic to your situation. Yeah. I I, I have a, a lot. Yeah. I'm Colombian. I was checking. Mm -hmm. I was born in Colombia. I'm American. See, that's right. the thing. You gotta you gotta give wherever you know you call your 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 home home. That's where you are. I could you could be born any place, but okay. you say, "Okay, I'm I a Hollywoodian." Well, I mean, uh, I pledge allegiance to the United States. Sure. That's it. You know, Colombia is in the past. I did all my life in school. I put my uh, my hand on my uh, chest there. Exactly. So, you know, you, and also I find out you can't live in the past, dude. You know, 30, 20, 30 years. And that's another thing why the Americans, why we just fed up with it. It's like it's rhetorical. It's over. and uh, I mean, repetitious. It's over and over. Every year, guess what? We're going to be there next year. Next year, you're going to die. Next year, next year. And you get tired of hearing the same BS every time. And nothing ever happens. No. They have all these parades. They have all these marches. They have all, and for what? The same thing. Nothing ever changes. Nothing just ever changes. Into the wind. And uh, you know, I flew. I flew a couple of missions to uh, with Brothers to the Rescue. Oh, did you? And you're a Colombian. I I sure did. Well, 
And the thing yeah, is, is I, I, I kind of feel a little pissed off that had I been, as far as me being non-Cuban, flown into uh, into Cuban airspace, you know the FAA would have really got me. Right. They would have ripped my, they, they basically sure. would have taken my license, revoked my license, mm-hmm. probably wouldn't be able to fly again. But because it was Basulto, right. and he's got, you know, gross laden and, and, and that, that idiot Ballard mm-hmm. backing him up, nobody wants to do anything. Okay, you know, we'll slap him in the hand and then let him uh, have his license back. Mm-hmm. But it's it's unacceptable. You know, it's like you can't you can't be a U.S. citizen when it's convenient and be a Cuban when it's when you want to be. It seems like they became U.S. citizens just so that they could manipulate the government into doing things for another country. Exactly, That's the right. wrong reason to become a citizen of a country. I agree with you 100. percent And as far as I'm concerned, you know, uh, Basulto, I wish he would have been shot down and the other ones just uh, basically got away because he knew he knew the risk. He was okay. the he, you know, he's been this anti-Castro guy for a while. He knew the risk, and hey, well, what better way to go, right? Well, you said that, not me. Well, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I just uh, have mixed feelings with this guy, and you know, these three young kids uh, getting blown out, and he makes it safe. It just, uh, that's not fair. Okay. Not fair at all. Hey, right, you. you're doing a great job. Thank you, sir. You. Well, they weren't so young. One of them was 24, the other two were 29, and then the old guy was uh, 45. I guess that's old, right? That was that guy that said that about Basulto, wishing that he'd been the one uh, shot down. I'm not getting involved in that. Go bomb this guy's house. We're just practicing freedom of speech here on the uh, George and for Neil Rogers show. Boca, hello. Boca. Yeah, hey George, I want to hey. bring up a. Po- I want to hello. Yeah, hello. I want to bring up a point uh, and get your thoughts on this, and maybe some other people can respond. Since you have so many people who who um, migrate down here from the north and right. uh, what. Whether you know from the states, obviously, sure. it's it, it's difficult for me uh, coming from uh, Maryland to here to be surrounded by uh, when you go into nightclubs, restaurants, right. any type of retail chain mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's nothing but Latinos, uh, right. Spanish, Cubans, and the right. thing that really gets us is is that they don't speak English, right. and that really gets us because you know what? All right, we understand. As Northerners, that down here in Florida, you're close to Cuba. You're, you know, you're close to the uh, Spanish-speaking countries. Mm-hmm. But the, if you're going to come over here, God, it's frustrating to listen to people try to ask you something and they can't speak a word of English. If you're coming over where, here, where, get are you, where are you going that they can't, that they can't speak English? What do you, uh, you go to a nightclub. They come in where? with their with their friends down in right. Fort Lauderdale. It's really it's really frustrating. And then they start. Um, you know, they talk to them. I've never encountered non English speaking people that weren't really, really oh, come old. Come on. No, I'm serious. And I get out. Come on. I know you're in your 30s. I'm in my 30s. Right? If you go, if you're single and you go to nightclubs, you can't help. Joe Castello says, that, yeah, he encounters it. Well, then there's obviously this whole new crowd coming over, and I don't know where they come from. I don't right. And my point is, is, and I know I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna piss some people off, but you had a, call, a caller, a couple, pe- uh, a couple callers ago, mm-hmm. say, listen, we all like to enjoy our own culture. Well, that's true. Americans like to be surrounded by Americans, not Hispanics. But well, down his, here, his point was, there's no such thing as an, an American American. You're all from somewhere else. Okay, about but Italian, Irish, German. All right, but all right, let, that's, let's that's let, let, let let's face reality. Reality is, we're, we're all down here, and when you're when you're in the company and surrounded by people from another country, and they cannot speak your language, that is frustrating to you as an American. Like, I, my God, I, you're I coming over that. here. Why don't you learn to speak English? How am I doing? And and I can't. And I'm sure everybody who's listening has been in the same situation. Whether it's the Canadians that come down from Quebec and you can barely understand them, or it's, or it's the Hispanics. You know, I mean, my God, you're coming to this country. Learn to speak English. That's okay. all I gotta say. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. 
I, I'm, I have very mixed feelings on that whole thing because on the one hand, it's supposed to be a free country. You should be able to speak whatever the hell language you want. But, but, and here's the big but, and, and, and by the way, it's none of your business what kind of a conversation what the other people are having. For example, if you saw some deaf people signing, would you go slap them on the head and say, hey, talk? Or, or people who are whispering, which happens all the time. You walk into a room and there's some people in the corner and they're whispering and they're having a private conversation. It's really none of your business. But the bottom line is that it's rude. And the bottom line under that bottom line is, since you owe the Americans a favor for letting you in, and the fact that you're speaking Spanish in front of them makes them feel uncomfortable, even though it's your right to speak Spanish wherever, whenever you want to, it's also your right to do a lot of other things that are construed as rude. And this thing is construed as rude. And because you owe a debt of gratitude to the Americans, and because you know that it makes them feel uncomfortable and, and paranoid or whatever else it makes them feel, you should accommodate them. You should go the extra mile. The, the onus is on you to, to make the Americans feel appreciated as opposed to making them feel like foreigners in their own land. And, and I make uh, great efforts you know, when I'm speaking Spanish to people, and I, and I try not to because my Spanish sucks, and I sound like a, like a three-year-old when I speak Spanish. But nevertheless, there are some people that their Spanish isn't so good. But if the alternative presents itself, I'll speak English if a, uh, if a gringo comes around. Because it's just polite. And because you don't want the Americans to be mad at you. Because when the Americans are your friends, they will do things for you. Like go and kill Castro, for example. But when they're your enemies, they will laugh when your countrymen get blown out of the sky. So... Make friends with them. And, and, you know, number one thing that you can do to make friends with them is speak English, like this guy said. You might feel that it's unreasonable to have to speak English in a free country. But you know what? It'll make your neighbors feel better about you. And that's the kind of thing that we should be doing because each ethnic group creates their own stereotype. And I'd like the stereotype of the Cuban people to be, hey, the Cubans are great people. When I hear Americans talking about Cubans, I want to hear them saying, Wow, man, I, got a, I just met a, a Cuban guy today. What a nice guy. Hey, there's a family moving in next door. Guess what? They're Cuban. All right. That's the kind of thing that I should be hearing, but I'm not. 3 till 11 on 560 QAM. Ay, Dios mío, esos carros. May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. The Mexican national holiday. Some stations are giving away trips to Cancun. Some are giving away trips to Mexico City. But we're bringing Mexico to you. That's right. We're giving away Mexican. Real live Mexican. Ay, caramba. We'll be smuggling illegal aliens across the border in the wheel well of a station van. And we'll give one to you. Imagine your own personal Mexican. They'll wash your car. Clean your house. Pick your crop. Anything you want. Because if they don't, you'll have them deported. Adios, amigo. Leave a tent caller when you hear this sound and win a Mexican. Members of this station and their families are not eligible to own Mexicans. Dating and delousing of Mexicans is winner's responsibility. Station assumes no liability for infectious diseases carried by Mexicans. Celebrate Cinco de Mayo in your own home. Every day. With your very own Mexican. People listening to win. 1102560 WQAM 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line when some lines open up, but they're all full. So if you were on hold, you heard Joe Castello talking about why don't the Cubans assimilate. Hear it? Hear it? That's what was going on on Friday with the Robert Griefer thing. I understand it's not going on on the air, but nevertheless, uh, it's unacceptable, and it's coming from upstairs, and I can't do a show with commercials coming over the monitors, Joe. 
I'll get on it. Thank you very much. So the assimilation thing is very simple, and it was explained to me by an American uh, sitting by the pool one day. The Cubans, when they came over in the uh, in the early and the mid 60s, that fled all of the uh, land barons, all the property owners, and everything like that, thought that Castro was going to be falling any minute now. Are you listening to this, Joe? Here's why the Cubans didn't assimilate to begin with. This is what started the whole thing. They didn't come over here uh, as immigrants who wanted to stay permanently. They were exiles. You've heard that word who wanted to wait for a while until Castro fell because they figured that it wouldn't last. The United States would do something about it because he was an aberrant dictator. Uh, There would be another revolution once they figured out what this guy was all about. There was the Bay of Pigs thing going on. They were just over here visiting. They collected in their little community, communities, just to wait it out. And the waiting turned into, let me think, what time is it now? That kind of thing. That's why they didn't assimilate. They made no effort to. That was that batch. That was that crowd. Since then, and while they were waiting, they've had children who their children have done a good job of assimilating, at least uh, the ones that my family have. And we've also gotten more Cubans. But now that the community was established, now that you had this, this enclave of, of uh, Cubans and, and other Hispanics where everything was in Spanish, all of the stores, all of the businesses, the banks, the insurance offices, Everything's in Spanish. Why then learn English? Especially when you're dealing with, as Joe Castillo says, a very, very arrogant people. That's how they're perceived. And I said, it's not a perception thing. That's the reality. The Cuban people, especially the white Cubans, are a very arrogant people. They were, they were hot in Cuba, and they feel that they're hot here. And, they, and, you can, and it's evidenced by the way that they dress and the way that they have their houses and, and their, their desire to display their wealth. The, the gold, the jewelry, very much the same way as the Italians, the, uh, the, the ones that are tacky, the uh, open shirt, gold-wearing types. So they are very arrogant, and that's why they refuse to learn English and expect you to accommodate them, etc., and so on. And that's totally the wrong way to be. That's totally the wrong way to act towards the people who helped you out. And it makes them uncomfortable, and it makes them pissed off. And uh, that's why. That's why when uh, they get blown out of the sky, nobody cares. Very few Americans actually care. Hi, Aaliyah. Hello. Uh, yes, George. Yes, sir. Good morning. Uh, morning. I would like to just say uh, I'm one of those few Cubans uh, that has assimilated very well as far as, uh, well, like yourself, I, I came here very early in life. I was five years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I, I married an American. My, my daughters are you know, born here in this country. And uh, right. I totally agree with you in, in the sense that... So you've seen it. You married an American? Yes, sir. You've, so you've seen the, the snobbery, the aloofness probably from your side of the family towards the American I, I, oh, side of the family? Oh, I've seen it on both sides of the family. Sure. On and, my and, side and, of the family, well, the un americana, what is this? You know? Yeah, exactly. And then on her side, uh, well, in Cuba, uh, a Cuban, uh, yeah. the white. You know. Yeah, exactly. And Well, you know, I, I've, I've seen both sides of the fence, so to speak, and I, I do tend to agree with, uh, to agree with you in that sense. Uh, the uh, caller from Boca, I, I tend to agree with him in a sense also, because if you're going to go to a country that is not your country, you, you should try to learn the language uh, just for your own sake. Whatever it is, I mean, I don't think that what they expect is unreasonable, that you speak in English so that... And, and you know, it, I hear other languages all the time wherever I go. I hear Chinese, I hear Korean, I hear French. I hear it all the time, and it's like, whatever. It's not a big deal to me. That's right. But, but apparently, to some people, it is. 
Well, and so accommodate you know, them. There's always so a sense of paranoia that you think they're talking about you, but I mean, come on. Yeah, but but whatever. I mean, I I don't care. I don't care if I you know walk into a supermarket and I hear people talking Swahili. But the the thing at the clubs, I can understand how that would be intimidating because they do, and I and I've seen that going on. I don't know that they can't speak English. That's new to me. I know that they don't. They do come in in large groups and they're speaking Spanish with each other and they refuse to speak English and uh, and it's very disconcerting and it's very intimidating yes, it for is. the rest of the people there. They uh, feel like they're being invaded. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. It's it's not fun to feel like you're out of your own uh, water, so to speak, in your own country. Right. Uh, the one comment I did have about the uh, uh, several callers ago about uh, that his family was involved in the Batista government, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people don't remember or don't want to remember that the Batista government was not really much better than Castro. But uh, I am no by no means a Castro supporter. I'm, I'm an American. I consider myself an American. Mm -hmm. I I vote in this country. I'm a, I'm a citizen, and I'm American all the way as far as uh, you know the way I feel. Uh, however, a lot of people don't realize that there, there was not exactly the same oh, no, hood that they want Batista to was the definitely tag corrupt, onto and that's, the that's, that's why there was a revolution, and and Castro took over under the pretense that he was going to bring democracy to Cuba. That's why the people were behind him initially, but it was a lie. Exactly. Exactly. Big fat lie. Batista was crooked, but at the very least, uh, he was crooked towards, uh, you know, in the right direction. At least he let Americans own property down there. My family was doing real fine. Well, yeah, my family also. Uh, you know, I, I understand what, what you're saying. It's just that, you know, it's very easy to, to go to another country and say, well, uh, you know, I had it great over there. You know, like, well, why are you here? Well, exactly. I mean, you know, I'm happy here. Uh, I, I don't plan to go anywhere. Uh, I was raised here. I, I don't know anything else. This is my country. This okay. is all I know. There you go. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I have very vague, dreamlike memories of uh, of Cuba, chasing ducks with a squirt gun in the compound with no pants on. Miami, hello. Hi, George. Hi. Yeah, I think you have a very great show. It's Thank excellent, you. and um, I share some of your ideas, and others I but, what what um I guess that's your producer who was talking while I was on hold. Sure. I think that he's wrong in his um, generalization that all the other immigrants spoke English, or he said something to that. Generally speaking, I I, I gotta say I have I have no no idea. I can't think of any other group. I mean, the Irish had a had a tough time assimilating. Exactly. The That's... Irish rioted. They were not liked. There right. Was big grief. There were a lot of years. People have a short memory. And, and the Germans the, too. I mean, if if uh, if the Cubans all assimilate and never speak Spanish again, we would have beaten the Irish as far as that timetable goes. Right. But uh, but, of, but in recent history, I can't think of another group that that was so militant about maintaining their language and their yeah. way of life uh, I, in somebody else's I, country. I agree 100% with you. Where I live, I happen to live in in uh, Little Havana, and I'm not able to get the History Channel because there's no demand because nobody speaks English. That pisses me off, you know. Sure. But I also. I I I I wish I could be like you because I don't feel accepted because I'm I'm, I'm you don't feel accepted. You know, well, maybe because uh, down here the Americans are so pissed off at the Cubans yeah. that they're not going to give a Cuban a break. That's true. Down that here, could be it. everywhere else that I've been, where they never saw a Cuban before. Yeah, and they're it, interested and curious. It was, it was no, yeah, it's like really a Cuban, but you're white, you know, and that's. Say something in Spanish. It was they right. were fascinated. What's yeah. Cuban food like? What's uh, what do you do down there? I said, well, you know, we, it, we chase tail like everybody else. What do you mean? What do you do? When I was in Massachusetts, I had no problem. You know, I guess it's down that's, here. That's the thing. The Americans down here, and I and I wonder why. I wonder why the Americans down here are so pissed off at the Cubans. You think we could have done something, sir? Well, 
Yeah, sure we you did. Think we, sure we, we acted did. like assholes. But, um, there, it, what's what's important for all of the callers to remember is that there were three waves of immigration to the United States. The first right. wave involved the Irish, Northern Irish, and the Germans. Right. And the Germans maybe, maybe wanted to preserve different. their own language. They right. wanted to live in their tight communities, and uh, they migrated to Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. And one thing that I would like to ask all of the callers is, if they America, these quote unquote Americans that live here feel alienated. How do they think they have made the Native Americans feel? Oh, that yeah, here you before. could say that. Are there's, they alienated on these reservations? You. Uh, you know, turnabouts, fair play, blah, 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 but still, but still, two wrongs don't make a right. No, exactly, and I agree with you, but, um, and then also, we have to understand that uh, with the caller that was calling, spoke before me, that a, a lot of American foreign policy has to do with all of these revolutions in these countries. I mean, you know, the United States, it, it, my father was poor in Cuba, okay, he... He owes a lot to this country. He emigrated here in '62, and he owns he's on, he owned his own business. But he did not have anybody to help him. And my father will he's a, he's a witness to the poverty that did exist in Cuba during the times of Batista. He all he was a manicero. He had to sell peanuts. He had to drop out of school in third grade because he had to go to work. Okay, sir. Thank you very much. Okay. Sorry, we just have to take a break. I I hope he was done, or I don't care. Uh, <laughs> sorry, just kidding, sir. 12 after 11 on 560 QAM. Where do you find Jim Camper? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Many of us may not be getting enough. Last night I dreamt of Kinsego. Just like he never left my side at all. I played with Jose Kinsego. He showed me just how to handle the ball. I showed Jose how to close. Tobacco breath was kind of cold. I took off my cone. He kept on his Cleveland. I missed coming round for base and sliding into his face. Kicked the shower with Jose, my Spanish lullaby. 1117560 and Dave. Just regular old 5670560 everywhere else in Broward. Five, uh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. A lot of Cubans, Latins, people don't really understand the whole what's the problem with me speaking Spanish issue. Uh, and you really don't have to understand it because here's, here's the bottom line. Because to them it's like, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? It's none of their business anyway. I'm not talking to them or about them or about anything that has anything to do with them. So why can't I speak pig Latin for all they care? It makes them uncomfortable. And you might consider that unreasonable, just as it might be unreasonable if they didn't like the color purple because it's the, the gay color, or because purple is the color of royalty and they fought the Revolutionary War or it's a superstitious color to them. If these people threw you a lifeline and they don't like purple, why are you going to wear purple all the time? If you want to endear them to you, if you want them to care about your projects and your endeavors and what's going on in the country that you just left, the first thing that you need to do is make friends with them. And if they don't like purple and you're wearing purple, they're not going to become your friends. So leave the purple shirts in the closet or just wear purple at home. Wear purple pajamas all day long while you're at home. But if you're going to go outside and be around people that don't like purple, don't wear purple. And they don't like you speaking Spanish around them. It makes them feel uncomfortable. It makes them uh, insecure. Whatever. Whatever. I don't think the, the, the Latinos really understand that, that it makes them upset, that it makes them uncomfortable. And it does. And, and just because it does, whether or not you feel it's reasonable or not, these people threw you a lifeline. 
the least you can do for them is speak their language. And if you don't want to speak their language, then just stay in Little Havana. How's that? Why don't we just all, you know, draw a line, write that whole area off, you know, South Dade, Little Havana, Kendall even, and say, okay, speak Spanish there. But if you're going to come up to Broward County, if you're going to go to other places, please speak English because you know what? Some of us are, are trying to make friends and trying to be nicey-nicey. And, and we don't want you under, undercutting our efforts by, you know, by coming around with your attitude and the language, you know, I'll, I'll speak Spanish as much as I can around the family and around these people and, and or my home. The wife wishes that I could speak to my daughter in Spanish more, but I'm not comfortable speaking Spanish, so I'm very reluctant to do so. I don't think in Spanish anymore. I can if I put my, my brain to it, but I don't do that. And she's always bitching me out. She's not going to learn Spanish if you don't speak Spanish to her. Well, I forget. What can I say? I, you know, I'm a creature of habit. Cutler Ridge, hello. Hey, how you doing? All right. Judge? Uh, yeah, I got a couple of bones to pick with a Cuban. Pick, pick a bone. Down here. Well, I'm a Portuguese immigrant. I came here in 1968, and I lived in the New England area. And we're pretty big up there, just like the Cubans are down here. Mm-hmm. But we assimilated up there. You walk into a Portuguese business up in New England, no matter how broken the English is, they'll try to speak to you in English first. Mm-hmm. And if you're a nice guy, you give them a break, and you start talking to them in Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Okay, they, you know, there's... I find it kind of disheartening down here that people came here and they really don't want to be Americans. That's, they, that's the message that's coming across anyway. Yeah, it is. And it's sad. Let me tell you, I I thought Miami was going to be a little different than it was. <laughs> uh, I'm really into history big time. That was my thing when I was in school. But there's a few things that should be cleared up here. Uh I don't understand why the Cubans are such staunch Republicans. The Republican That's Party has never done... anti-communist, sir. Yeah, but the Republican Party has never done anything for the Cubans. Nothing. A, a lot of lip service. Yeah, a lot of lip service. Yeah, that's about it if they're lucky. Another thing, the Mascarenhas family. Mm-hmm. I mean, what kind, of, what kind of people are they to be... They're so anti-communist here, but they find it all right to spend millions and millions in investment in China. What, what the hell is that? I didn't know there was... Oh, oh yeah! Right. That thing, I heard about that. You're right. Their family has millions of dollars. And another thing, yeah. don't blame Kennedy for that bull. That was Eisenhower's problem. Okay. It's been nice, Joe. All right. Thank you very nice. much. Uh, Eisenhower, do you hear that, everybody? It was Eisenhower, that bastard. Miami, hello. Hello. Okay. It's been nice. All right, thank you Turn the radio much. off, sir. Right, Goodbye. I hate that. I hate that whole thing with the radio. Would you walk into a place of business with a boombox on your shoulder, blaring music out? Same principle, people. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. 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 Yes, uh, this is Elena. Hi, Elena. Well, uh, I have some comments of what you have said. I don't agree with them, most most of your comments. Okay. And uh, I don't agree with them because if you know a little bit of history, uh, probably the Tequestas were the first one to be here. Mm-hmm. And after that, they, uh, Florida, there were not that many people anyways. And then came the Spanish, you know. Right. As, as, uh, as a matter of fact, my last name is Ponce de Leon. You know, and we were here first. Thank you so, for discovering so, Florida. So, okay. Right. I so, know that. So, so, I talked about that yesterday. Okay. So then we have something straight. Yeah. Then let me tell you something why Hispanic families feel so proud about the way of life. I, I'm not... I'm not... Well, no, because you know, you, I'll tell you something okay. because okay. Our, okay. our values, which, which are our values? We're pretty, pretty conservative. Right. We don't have much rates of divorce. Right. Uh, our children believe in education and they go to a high school for... Uh, hopefully they go to... Um, 
college. Correct. And uh, men with them, they don't do drugs as much, you know. Maybe. So, so, so the thing is, you know, we we think that we have something. There's nothing wrong with being proud about that. Well, well, let me tell you something else. Then we have two languages that most of us speak. We speak Spanish and we speak English. Right. So we can we can do it either way. We can do it in one way or the other. Now, with the economy is is a is a world economy. Right. So what are we having now? Now we have that. Uh, even all American companies want to be in South America, not because they are nice, as you said, because they they want to give them a a lifeline, but because they make money. Sure. I'll tell you, Brazil, with the economy Brazil going down, it's horrible for for Florida. Why? Because sure, we, can't because we do a lot of, of business there, of right? Of course, so money. I'll tell you, the United States wouldn't have been involved in Kuwait if there was no oil there. Of course. So the United States, the only reason why they go to Latin America is because they want the market. They're making tons of money. Right. I'll tell you, in Mexico, in Argentina, yes. in Chile, the exports are way higher than the imports. Uh-huh. So the thing is that the Americans they want the, the money of, of of the Latins. But so far you're not disagreeing with anything that I said. Well, but the thing is, what you, you, what you're saying before was. I'm not that, saying that you shouldn't be proud of your culture or your heritage. Why do we? I'm well, very proud uh, of all that. Well, the, you know the the biggest problems of Americans is the following: if you are shy and you are meek and you are poor when you come here, they say like like they say the, the Hispanics, the the Mexicans, you know. Okay. You you also you don't have much much against them. But if you have a Cuban who has come here and has a company, and you know, and they're doing well, and the, the kids are educated, you hate that. The things you like them, you you want them in 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 a second situation, in a in a second seat, uh, like a second seat passenger. But you don't want them in the in the front passenger, in the front seat. Okay. And the and the reason why people don't like Cubans here is because they're doing well. If they were like oh, so it's a jealousy thing. Is that what you're saying? Well, the thing is, you have to have two. In, in Miami, you need two two okay. languages yeah. in order in order to get a good job. Yeah. Am but I right? You're, you're doing well. I we, need, we need two languages. Ma'am, you're doing well. And, and I'll tell you, the rest you of the know. world, you need to know languages. Everywhere in the world, you go and, uh, and especially now with but the you can't economy. force people to speak your language. They have to want to. No, you understand? When I meet it's Americans, a matter of market. It's a matter of market. You have to know if you want to have a job, you have but to know more languages. Force, you can't force it upon them. You can't be a snob about it. I assume that you're doing well. I'll tell you something. You go, you, you go, Ma'am, why don't you, you answer my question? Spain. Are I'm you doing well? Yes, senora, I, 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 senora. I do very well. You're doing well. I'm a kid, you, I'm good you, were, you were born in Cuba, right? No, I was not born in Cuba. You were born somewhere else. I, I was, uh, no, I was, not, I was raised somewhere else, but I was born in Tampa. You were born in Tampa. You were yes. raised somewhere else. Yes. Okay. Then the... Great education, three languages. Great. Well, well, the thing is here, people don't believe in education. That's a problem. You have all these people, you know. It's incredible. Americans give so many opportunities, and you see all American kids don't go to college. You know, and they, and they smoke marijuana, and the and the and the families are dissolving, and the things and the opportunities are there, and then they complain about the the, the Cubans because the Cubans are doing well, and that's very unfair. Okay, thank you very much, man. You're very welcome. Okay, see, I'm I'm so glad she called. Joe Castello's jumping up and down, outraged in the other room. This is what I'm talking about, and yes, and this is the perception, and this is the way that my family talks, and yes, purse your lips, you're jumping up and down, but this is the mentality that was a, a wonderful example of the kind of creature that we're dealing with. This is the ag- arrogance that we were discussing. This is the snobbery. Because, yes, there is a lower divorce rate than, than average in, in, the Cuban, uh, in the Cuban culture. And, and the Americans are going to go, oh, no, there isn't. Yes, there is. There are fewer Cubans on welfare than, than you name it. Oh, no, there isn't. Yes, there are fewer Cubans um, in, as in almost non-existence. Most of us are not even eligible, like myself or any of my family members. 
those of us who came over here legally, waived our rights to welfare in order to be processed. And not to mention the fact that it's a matter of pride because the Cubans are incredibly right-wing and don't believe in welfare, that they are very loath to go on it, except for possibly some of the come-latelys and I don't know from them. Okay, I'm just now getting to know them on the TV and in the news. None of the Cubans that I know are on welfare, nor would they be, nor would they support a welfare system. So you have that kind of very right-wing, righter-than-right, whiter-than-white snobbery, and you have that attitude, and they do have that mentality that we are better than you. Our way of doing things is better than your way of doing things. And that is part of the, the militantism that is perceived by the Americans why they don't want to assimilate. They don't want to assimilate because they feel that their way is better, like that lady. And, and, and it's pissing off Joe, and, it's, and, 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 and rightly so, and it pisses off the Americans. This is where the snobbery comes from. They see the Americans, and I've heard this at the Cuban parties all the time, the Cubans, the elitist assholes that they are, see the Americans as dirtbags, the way that my family saw my stepfather and, and his children, as dirtbags. And you know what? They were dirtbags but they were dirtbags that threw us a lifeline. So how dare you have an attitude towards those people? She was born in Tampa. She was born in Tampa. And referred to the Americans. The Americans, right. She's an American. She's an American. Right, but she doesn't identify herself. She doesn't want to be. She doesn't want to be. Because she feels that to be an American would be lowering herself. And this is what pisses the Americans off. God forbid. I don't feel that I'm, I, I lowered myself when I became Americanized, but yet the Cubans call me Cubano Repentido, a repented Cuban. Generally speaking, that, that's a, that means traitor. That's a traitor. I'm a traitor to them because I've become Americanized, because I don't dress up to go to the mall. I don't dress up to go to the beach because I married an American woman because I don't want to be married to a woman who dresses up to go shopping or dresses up to go to the beach, wears heels at the beach and things like that. And all the Cubans are going to call, oh, no, that's over with, that's over with. No, it isn't. I see them at the mall. I see them at the clubs. I see them at work overdressing everywhere being pompous and things like that. So it, it's not a step down to become Americanized, but to a lot of Cubans, that's the way it is. And there, there's the snobbery, and they don't want to learn English, and it's wrong. And if you are a Cuban and you wonder why the Americans don't care that the planes get blown away, there you go. Just listen to that lady. That's why they don't care. 1127, oh, 1128, 560, WQAM. Sports Radio 560, QAM. Anybody have a heart or a liver? Hey, here's a little song about the latest food shopping craze sweeping the nation. The new byproducts lovingly cultivated from uncircumcised men from across the country. Till 12 on 560 WQAM, and I'd give the phone numbers out, but uh, struck a nerve here today, besides just with Joe Castello, 
who hates that lady, by the way. Kendall, hello. Kendall, hello. Hello, Jorge. See. How you doing, guy? All right, man. Well, like you, I'm an Americanized Julio. I'm 39 years Repentido. old. <laughs> but not an ungrateful American, that's for sure. Uh, I was three years old when my family left Cuba. Right. And, I'm, uh, and I love this country, and uh, I say, God bless America. We should all be grateful that, that we were taken in. Thank you, sir. We and, need a lot uh, more calls like this. Yeah, but you know what I think? I think this animosity towards the Cubans is more prevalent in Florida, or actually South Florida. No especially. kidding. No kidding. Because well, no I one go, else in the country has to deal with us, sir. Well, exactly, because you know why? I go all, all over the country, and people go out of their way to make me feel at home, make me feel Absolutely. comfortable. Absolutely. And they want to learn about uh, Cuba. Absolutely. They're, they're, they're curious. They're, they're fascinated. They want to learn Spanish. They want you to teach them things in Spanish. They want you to make Cuban food for them, just like the Americans here, right? Exactly. But no. the problem here is, is the sheer numbers. And so they, they, the Anglos feel threatened. And, uh, you know I what? They wouldn't it. feel threatened if the Cubans acted differently. Exactly. I, I, I believe sympathize. that. Believe me, I sympathize with them. As a matter of fact, I have an Anglo friend, and we were talking about this subject one day, and I asked him, uh, you know, why is this animosity towards Cuban here? Uh, and he was candid enough to tell me and say, well, uh, look at it this way. Here's a group of people that couldn't govern themselves in their country. You know, their, their whole politics was nothing but a string of corrupt politicians, right. coup d'etat, right. one dictator, dictator of, of, the, of the day. And uh, they finally have the chaotic revolution in 59 that allowed this madman to practically take over. And then we generously allow them in. Right. And here they come with this arrogance, trying it's to give arrogance. us lessons on democracy, right. trying to blame us for what happened to their country. Right. And, and worse, trying to tell us we have to speak Spanish. And I say, you know what? I agree with you 100%. Right there. there you go. And so, and then, you know, when, when these guys go on this... Uh, manifestations and blocking traffic. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I just wanted to crawl under the rock. Like I wanted you. to cry. I, I mean, I, I, I went through all the stages. I cried. I jumped up and down and screamed. Know, you know, if, if, they, if, if they're so brave and have the cojones, why don't they jump in a boat with an M-16 and go to Cuba and try to overthrow it? Why do they join Alpha 63? You, you know why? Because they know they're going to be blown out of the beach before they even hit land, landfall. And they're going right. to come crying and say, well, I'm a U.S. citizen. Please protect me. That was so, so aberrant, that whole blocking traffic thing, you know, just the crapping on the people that were nice to you in the first place is so was backwards his, to me. That was disgraceful. But that was. What I, what I find generally is that the less assimilated and less educated the Cubans are, the more arrogant they are. Yeah. Uh, luckily, my children, I tell them, listen, you are American. Right. And uh, that's what you are. Uh, you, you should also acknowledge your culture. Right. My daughter is half American, Cuban and all American. And you're American first. So, there you uh, go. So great show, George. I keep it up, and good work, okay. too. Okay, thank you very much, sir. I want a lot more people with Spanish accents like that talking about how happy they are to be here and uh, et cetera and so on. Getting some applause, applause from the other room there. Hi, Aaliyah. Hello. Hey, George. How you doing? All right, man. Uh, listen, I'm a Cuban, uh, but I'm American first, and I agree 95% with everything that you're saying. Great. And that gentleman, Yeah, and that gentleman who just called, I agree with him. There should be more Cubans like him who have that attitude here yes, in this sir. country. It would be more conducive to... If that's, if that's all we had, if that was the standard, if that was the stereotype as opposed to the other kind of arrogant assholes, and then they had shot the plane out of the air, you would see a different reaction from the Americans, I guarantee you. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's, the, it's that attitude that, that, it, that infuriates Americans, uh, you know. Uh, uh, three brief things are going to be real brief because I know you've got a lot of people waiting. Yes. A brief history lesson to the Cubans out there who are malagradecidos because that's what they are. <laughs> yes. They are unappreciative and they don't, they're not grateful for this country for what they've given them. Amen. Quick history lesson to those people. Cuba, Cubans aren't really Cubans. 
All Cubans right. come from Spain. Right, we're European. You're, we're, you're, we're European. And guess right. what? My we, family, as a matter of fact, was only third generation Cuban. I that's mean, I right. have grandparents born in Spain. All Cubans come from Europe, and they forget this. They think that this little creepy little island 90 miles away from is this all they've ever had. Right. We come from Europe. Uh, no we, kidding. Yeah, but these people, they, 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 don't, they, don't understand, they don't see this. They don't realize that the real roots of the Cubans are European. So as far as I'm concerned, those are my real roots. Right, uh, northern but, Spain. Yeah, and then you. I'm yeah. a gallego, as a matter of fact. If you want to get technical about That's it. That's right. My, half gallego, my, half Asturiano. My my on my mother's side, uh, Gallican and Austrian, uh, Asturias. Asturias, right. That's my mother's side, Asturias. And my father's side, French. There you go. So you know, we all come from Europe. So these Cubans, Cuba, this. Listen, buddy, your real roots are from Europe. So. Okay. All right. Secondly, that you had a caller about eight eight callers ago who said that you know. Uh, the Americans, what they committed to the American Indians, what they've done to the American Indians. Guess what the Spaniards did to the... The Spanish started Cuba. it. The Spanish started that whole... We had a, like, 200-year head start on killing the Indians and stealing their lands before the other people joined in. I'll take it a step further. They created complete genocide. Yes. There are no Indians in Cuba anymore. That's right. They killed so, them all. So listen, los Cubanos out there, you guys killed off the Indians on the island. Right. You know, don't blame the Americans for that because you did it too. They're such hypocrites. So yeah, they are. Thank you very much, sir. Sure. No problem. 20 till 12, 560 WQAM. Unbelievable. Coming soon to a theater near you. Christopher Reeve is Superman. Superman 5. Help, help. Superman, Superman, quick. Jimmy Olsen is drowning. Hey, here comes Superman. Here he comes. He's, he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> Hurry up, Superman! Until 12 on 560 WQAM, talking to Joe during the break about, because uh, Joe isn't a bigot and actually has Cuban friends, people who he loves, who have uh, been nice to him, and that's all it takes. And in my experience, that's all it has taken is that uh, you speak English and, uh, you know, you let them smell your butt, you see that you're a human being, and that's it. You have a friend. And I don't know if there are more Cuban assholes than Cuban nice people. I haven't gone out and taken a census or a survey or anything like that. But the stereotype is such that the, the perception is, that there are more Cuban assholes with arrogance that refuse to speak English than not. And I'm even factoring in the fact that there are a lot of other uh, Hispanics down here besides just the Cubans. And, and obviously, I'm only going to lug the baggage for the Cubans because that's what I am. I'm not going to you know, sit here and defend or condemn any other kind of Hispanic. That's got nothing to do with me. If you have a problem with those people, that's with those people. You discuss it with them. I'm talking about the Cuban situation because uh, I, I be that. So I don't know if it's the majority of Cubans that have the arrogant attitude or if it's just a few of them that move around a lot and, and piss people off a lot. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, 
the rest of us who are happy to be here have to double our efforts and maybe bring some of the other arrogant assholes along with us for the ride. Because until the stereotype becomes the Cubans are great people, until you hear more nice things about Cubans out of Americans' mouths, then we're not done yet. The stereotype should be the Cubans are the best goddamn immigrants ever to uh, get off a boat on these United States. The Cubans should be the most, uh, should have the reputation for being the most grateful, the most wonderful, appreciative, most thankful to the Americans, best party throwing mother fuckers that ever got off a boat on the United States or an airplane if uh, you're talking about my situation. That should be the stereotype. And until that is the stereotype, our work isn't done as Cubans. And when that does become the stereotype, then assholes won't be shooting our planes out of the sky with impunity, like Don Vito. Then they will fear you. When you come to me as a friend, then they will fear you. You never wanted my friendship. When was the last time you had me over to your house for a cup of coffee, like I said earlier? Miami, hello. North Miami. Hey, how hey. you doing, George? All right. I love that lady. She was great. It was, uh, I got two points. One thing about her, and then I'll get to the brothers to the rescue thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. I met a girl at IOD. We got married. She was born here, but her mother was from, her parents were from Cuba. Mm -hmm. Like you, I like women with big butts. Yeah, man. <clears throat> we're married, and just like that lady who called, what that lady was saying when she called was, most Americans are white trash. Right. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what there this, you go. That's this the girl attitude. was born here, right. and she told me, my family, my, my parents have worked hard their whole life, all of my family up in Ohio. Right. I've been here, I've been here since 1962. Mm-hmm. She told me Miami was a swamp in the early 60s. And I'm mm -hmm. sitting here thinking, well, I was here. I don't remember fighting off alligators to get back and forth to school. But she said Miami was a swamp, and the mm -hmm. Cubans came and made the city. And I thought, well, I don't know. I thought the city was here before they got here. Uh, but her her city, but it was here. Her, she told me that most Americans are white trash and yep. that Cubans are better than Americans. That right. was her that's, attitude. That, that, that's the attitude. I've, and, I, uh, I've seen it. I've felt it. I've experienced it. And I hung around with, you know, I've been here since 62. I, most of the guys I hung around with spoke Spanish, Salvadorians, Cubans, uh -huh. Puerto Ricans. The only thing they ever wanted to teach me was the bad words, Yeah. unfortunately. So I never became fluent in Spanish. Now, here's, here's the only rub that I have that I think a lot of people would have down here that stayed here that speak English is, it is hard for a lot of people to get a job unless they're bilingual. So who gets to that lady... See what that lady said? Right. You can't get a job unless you're bilingual. Right. Well, I mean, that's, that sucked a little bit. If you were born here, that, yeah. uh, and that, you that go to can't a make you happy. And now, I understand, first of all, it is, a, it is a, a, a city that does a lot of business with South America. Right. So if you're working for a company or if you're at the airport or if you're working in right. the kind of business where you're dealing with travelers from another country a lot, then it's to be expected just as it's expected right. in any other city right. where you deal with an international clientele. Right. But there's but a lot of jobs it goes where you beyond that. There's a lot of jobs where you don't deal with clientele from Latin America, and they still right. want you to be bilingual so that you can speak to Spanish people that come in. Right. So it's an advantage if you speak that's, Spanish. That's an economic thing, and yeah. it's, a, it, it's unfortunate, now, but that's the way the right. economy crumbles. The, the brothers to the rescue. I, 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 I have a little sympathy. I'm sorry they got shot down. I don't. Have, but unless my misunderstanding is incorrect, this is what I know about it. They had flown over Cuban airspace numerous times, no, 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 dropping, no, no. dropping once, pamphlets. Once, once previously okay. during a protest, which right. was an, an announced and well-publicized protest. Right. Which is you realize and that it's it's a. They were warned sir, not to fly sir, over sir, Cuban sir, airspace. Sir, screw that. that. Screw that. Right. Castro, you, right. it's illegal according to international law to shoot down a drug dealer if you know he's carrying yeah. drugs. It's illegal to shoot a drug dealer down. These people weren't dealing drugs. 
Well, but they were told... Even if they were flying pamphlets, so what? You don't get to make up the laws you go along on an international uh, issue like that. Okay, here's a question. If if Castro sent a plane over Miami... Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, if Castro sends a plane over Miami from Cuba, Uh and it comes over here and then it starts hauling ass back towards Cuba... And the, the, the Air Force thinks it's a threat. Don't you think they shoot it down over international waters? Yeah, they think water? it's a threat. These planes were not threats. They were Cessnas. It was apparent. It was obvious. They knew. They were tipped off. They had the mole inside the organization that tipped them off, that shared the flight plan with them. They knew that these were civilian planes. That's, well, that's not uh, Sapleton I'll, or... I'll tell you this. I hate that son of a bitch down there just as much as any Cuban. I wish somebody had the balls to strap some dynamite around them when they go down there to visit right. him and give him a big hug and blow his ass to hell where he belongs. And we could cheer up. We we could get rid of the ones who are mouth intense here, and all the Cuban people will love it here, stay here, and have fun. And uh, you know, but but uh, that's about it. Okay. I don't have anything against Cubans. I love them, especially the women with the big butts. Okay. Later, George. Sir, bless you too. Yeah, it's no comparison. These were just little puddle jumping Cessnas. and uh, and they got blown away with impunity. That was Castro, and see what the American people don't. I mean, they don't care because they don't care about the Cubans because the Cubans pissed them off. But that was a slap in the face of America because they were American citizens flying American planes. But because they were Cubans, eh, whatever. Hollywood, hello. Hello, George. Yes, sir. Yeah, good show. Thank you. Uh, that guy took uh, a little bit of my thunder away. But uh, I'm a transplant here from New Jersey, and I've been down here since 1972. Yes, sir. And uh, I trade. I'm a warehouse manager, and I've been unemployed a few times. And uh, you know, when I go to apply for a job and I see an ad in the paper and it says must be bilingual, you know, right. I, I feel that I'm being discriminated against in my own country uh, by not being able to speak Spanish, which because of the influx of the Cuban people in this area, it, it makes you, it makes it that way, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether it's because of the local economy, who to blame it on, whether it was the uh, local American business people at the time when in the 60s these Cuban people to my understanding, most of them were well, well-to-do people at the time. They, but they came over here with nothing. They came over here with nothing. Right, and they built up from scratch. So, you know, that's to be commended because that's the American effing way, as we all know. Sure. You give them that's a lot the of American fucking way. But, but when you do take over, when you do take power, it's how you behave afterwards that people are going to judge you by. And, right. and, and to make, you know, to, to be a bully, to be an economic bully and a language bully is the wrong way to act. Well, is, towards people that helped you out. Is it, is it the Cuban-owned businesses that are the, making the bilingual, or is it the, is it the American? It's the Cuban-owned businesses, and you have to understand it's an economic thing. You want to, if you're a business owner, you want to accommodate your clientele, because if you can't accommodate your clientele, they're going to go somewhere else. Correct. So there are people that either, A, can't speak English, or in most cases, prefer not to, and that's the big problem. They prefer not to. They would rather do business in Spanish, and the businesses that can accommodate these people uh, thrive, and the ones that don't accommodate these people go out of business. That's why everyone has to be bilingual. And, and, and by the way, if the Spics didn't have any money, it would be irrelevant. No, there wouldn't be anyone's clientele if they didn't have any money. You don't have this problem in Mexico or uh, in, in California with the Mexicans or in other places where there are a lot of uh, Spanish-speaking people. It's just that the Cubans happen to be the money people down here. That's why they get their way, and their way is in Spanish. Right, and, and that's that's one of the uh, reasons. Uh, one of the reasons why you know the Americans down here, uh, I feel you know you're discriminated against in your own country because of sure things like are. that. 
Sure, you, you know, and it, and it does. And I'm I'm not prejudiced against anybody. People are people. You got assholes, no matter where you you know. No matter where you go, but where, it's, it's, where it's you wrong. Go, you it's know? wrong to make uh, Americans feel that way after uh, you know throwing us a lifeline like that. And and I have people coming to my job now that can't speak English. You know, and I I feel well, you're in my country, man. You're trying right. to do business here, and you can't speak English. Thank you know, you. and I got to do business with you. And that's not right. No, it's not. No. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. It's a it's a very simple economic principle. Uh, if you don't speak English, there's only so many places that you can go. Your geography is limited because you're not going to be accommodated places. And for all the Americans that go to a business and they can't speak English, please leave. This is, this is economic evolution. If a business can't accommodate you in your language, take your business elsewhere. And then the business that can accommodate you will thrive. If, if you go into a business, they don't speak your language, don't give them your money. That's the worst thing that you can do for them is to never go into that place again. The fact remains is that they're, you know, in South Florida and South Dade, businesses do just fine where all they speak are Spanish. You know what? All they speak are Spanish. All they speak is Spanish. And if they can exist only speaking Spanish, well, then they're going to until the Spanish people run out or that community will become permanent, whatever the case. This is just a fact. You can either accommodate your clientele or not. If you can't accommodate your clientele, they're going to take their business elsewhere. And that's why everyone, they want everybody to be bilingual down there because they want the SPICs money. And if the SPICs didn't have any money, if they were on welfare, like a lot of people like to say, that wouldn't, it wouldn't be a problem because no one would be trying to get their business because they wouldn't have any money. But guess what? They do have money. 4 till 12 on QAM. 1201-560 WQAM. Here's what it's supposed to be all about. Got Cypress Hill, for Cubans and Puerto Ricans, and Pearl Jam, these Seattle run boys, jamming together. That's what it should be all about. Getting along, making beautiful music together, because that's what America is supposed to be about. Anything yet? Yeah, we're listening. All right, we won't risk it anymore. If America was monochromatic, it would be a really boring place because it would be English. America isn't England Junior. Well, at least I hope not because that would be really boring. We'd have a whole bunch of really pasty, stodgy assholes running around. America is, uh, you know, all of these things. All of these things. Put together, and it's a great place that way, and I like that. I like it that there are Asians running around and people of different colors running around and, and all the different food and and things like that. And if you want to know what monochromatic life is like, if you're one of these bigots or one of these assholes that wants everybody to be just like you, there are places where you can go where everybody will be just like you, real generic, real nothing, real bland. But when you go to those places, you're going to find a different kind of people. You're going to see that they're bored with that. And anyone who comes in that's a little bit different, like me, when I was in Montana, they had, again, seven exchange students a year on the average at that high school. They went out of their way to get exchange students from other countries into that school just so that they could talk to somebody different who'd been somewhere else, who, who looked different, who talked different, who maybe listened to different music, wore different clothes. We had the guy from Switzerland who wore zebra pants. He was big. He was very popular. He was the guy to have at the parties because he dressed like a Euro fag. And that was something Something new, something different to break up the monotony of all these trees and the mountains. I mean, there was nothing going on. Everybody was all the same. So, and that would be boring if everywhere was like that. And that's not what we want. But, we, you know, the Americans are very easy people to get to like you. I've never had a problem. 
I can count on one hand the times when I've run into intractable bigots who would give no one a chance. And they were losers. That's why they're bigots. That's why people are bigots, because they got nothing else to be proud of. So all they're proud of is their ethnicity. As, as, as dirty-toed and toothless as they are, they feel that they're better than you because they're white and their ancestors came from England. But that isn't most Americans. Most Americans are, are looking for reasons to like you, not looking for reasons to dislike you. That has been my experience. So when I see a large group of people like the Americans being pissed off at another large group of people like the Cubans, I want to ask the Cubans, what have you done to piss these good people off? These people that you're calling assholes, they threw you a lifeline. What did you do to piss them off? Because all of the Americans that I've met, with very few exceptions, have been totally cool. Totally cool. And would not laugh at me if my planes got blown out of the sky unless, for some reason, you pissed them off. And, and obviously down here they did. Mobile in Miami, hello. Hello. Hello, Mobile in Miami. Please turn that radio off. Sure, there. Is that yes, better? Sir. Thank you, much better. Good. Well, listen, George, I'm a Latin living down here in South Florida, and I could uh, attest to the fact that out of South Florida, the uh, feeling towards the Latins is not as, um, should I say, hostile as it is down here. No. Um, and the fact remains that we've probably, not probably, we have probably done something to uh, bring that to ourselves. No question. Um, no question. But the fact also remains that I've also lived in South America, and I've had friends that are Americans that live down there. And uh, to your comment way earlier in the show where you said that we should go out of our way and go the extra mile and speak uh, English when we're around them, regardless of whether it's our business or their business to listen into our conversation, um, Americans, when they're in South America or anywhere else in the world, I've seen them because I've been there, and the fact is that I understand what they're saying, so it doesn't really matter. But the other mm -hmm. South Americans that have been around don't understand what they're saying because they start speaking English, even if they do speak Spanish. So it, I don't think it's more of a uh, we're doing it just to spite them. I think it's just no, a, no, the, they're not it's doing a, it's it. It's a comfort it's, level. It's it's kind of just callousness and insensitivity, and I think it's a lack of understanding of how it actually makes most of these Americans feel. I don't think that the Cubans think of it as a big deal when the Americans do. Right, but the, you see, that's the whole point. I don't think that... Uh, Your point is the, the Americans go other places and refuse to speak whatever language... Uh, right, it, it's not just a strictly Cuban thing or strictly Latin thing that we do only in this country. It's, right, a, it's but a the thing that everybody are, does when they're out of their country. All right, well, the Americans go abroad, first of all, I assume that they're just visiting, that they're on no, vacation I mean, or something like that. You can't go and learn the language of whatever country you're going to go visit. No, obviously not. No, but I, I'm talking about Americans who live in South American countries. Okay, well, I'll have to take your word for that. Okay, and another thing, I just want to, in closing, real quick, yeah. I don't think we uh, quite um, have optimized our dynamic interface situation at this point in time, but I am confident that we will have analyzed and quantified our behavioral shortcomings in time for our community to unite in the future so as three, four languages are spoken within, and it could really not matter to anybody because we have gotten to the point where business, especially business, has become... Is such a world issue. We no longer live in a world of nations, but we live in a world, one world, in where you communicate with Japan today and tomorrow you have to communicate with uh, Switzerland. And the fact is that you should learn their languages if you want to do business with them. And okay. in Miami, it's a point to have to learn other languages because of business, not because of groups or because of ethnic reasons, not because that's what most people speak. No, because of business, and that's what I believe. Okay, thank you very Have much. Have a good day, George. Like we, like we said earlier, if you're, dealing, if you're in a business that does international business that deals with Latin America, of course you have to speak Spanish. Of course. That's not what I'm talking about. 
um, even though that's what other people called in here to say. I'm talking about at the clubs, at the store, in places. Just, you know, accommodate these people. And I don't care if, if Americans have a double standard and they refuse to speak English when they go other places. I owe them a favor, and the least that I can do is not piss them off and buy them a case of beer once a year, which, uh, by the way, coming up, I don't know when I'm going to do that yet this year. Mobile and Davey, hello. George. Yes. Enough of the sucking, man. What is it? Enough of the sucking? Yeah, how's it going, man? All right. I'm Nicaraguan, so I have a different perspective. Oh, just, is this Juan? Yeah, how you doing? Hey, all right. Doing all right. Hey, I recognize I, your voice on the cell phone. I have a different perspective on this uh, whole Cuban. Enough for the sucking. Go ahead. I, um... I lived here. I lived here um, for the last 15 years. I went to school. I try to better myself, and I work with uh, Nicaraguans, Mexicans, Cubans. And the fact of the matter is, not just the commercial uh, aspect and the financial aspect. It has a lot to do with being arrogant and being uh, have a, having a cavalier attitude. No, no kidding. I'm, you know, and 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 I tell you this: not just the Americans. A lot of a lot of the Nicaraguans by sounds that I speak to. They kind of resent a little bit of the Cuban way, per se. Oh, I know. The, the, other, the, other, the other who... The, the other Hispanics. The other, it's Hispanic not because they have what they don't have. Because, George, I don't know if you realize, the last Raptors, the people that came for the last couple of years, they come over here and they're expecting a handout. They're not expecting... They're not wanting to work. You know, when Nicaraguans come, we have to work for our work permits. We have to work uh -huh. for everything that we get. Not I'm not. Like I'm not up on the whole rapture thing. I, I, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm but, not happy about that. I, but what I'm trying. What I am trying to tell you though is, when when you put it all together, it creates a, 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 a It's not what you call stereotyping. You know, it creates it creates an idea that um, you know people are expecting a handout, and that's not the way it is. I'm a little, I'm digressing a little. I'm digressing from the point. But what I wanted to tell you is, if an American came to my country to Nicaragua. Believe me, people are not going to try to speak English for the guy. They are definitely going to make him speak Spanish. Right. In Hialeah, I'm in Davie not right now. I'm doing some work with, with some guys. And do, they the know you're in, do they know you're in, in Davie? <laughs> I'm in Davie. Okay. Well, what I was trying to tell you is, the only reason I'm doing this is because the guy that I work with does not speak any English at all. So I'm basically translating for this guy because he never took the time to learn the language. Well, tell him and, to cut the crap. And that is... That is unfortunate. All right. All right, George. Thank you, Juan. Not seeing you. Not seeing you. Uh, my pleasure. I hope these Raptors are not coming over here looking for a handout because that totally undermines uh, everything. You know, you can just go right back if that's what you're expecting over here. That doubly, I mean, as much as it pisses off an American, people coming over here looking for a handout, those of us who, like I said before, waived our rights to a handout and happily, happily doing so, and I'm on file, I'm financially responsible for any of my family members should they decide to uh, ask for a handout. They say, no, go ask your brother. Here's his name. He's accepting resp uh, financial responsibility for you. Because uh, the Cubans that I know and love can't stand freeloaders. And if, uh, uh, if these uh, Cubans come lately, these rafters come lately, or are coming over here looking for a handout, like this guy says, and I haven't seen it, but, uh, you know, I don't get out much in, in Dade County, then, uh, then uh, I say they, they need to be visited by the Axe Handle Brigade by the Cuban Axe Handle Brigade need to pummel them right into the ground. 11 after 12 on 560 QAM. Where do you find Hank Goldberg? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Francisco Aruca is the yeah, best radio show on AM. What, what, what time is he on? 
I don't know. When I was a young man, women weren't allowed to show any skin at all. In fact, they were thought to be quite trampy indeed if they showed a man even an inch of their neckline. Well, thank goodness we're finished with that crap. And now, for men like me who have missed out on all those years of voyeuring, we've got the Flesh for Foggy's Network. Hey, Grandpa, bet you've never seen a woman do this before. Oh, my God, where's my Viagra? This score is too high on my strokeability skill to pass off. It's the network you've been waiting your whole life for. Young babes showing off all their goods to you, the heretofore deprived elderly men of America. Welcome to Talk Dirty TV with Holly, my elderly lover boy. How'd you like to rest your tired old head on this pair of knockers? Yes. Hello? Sir? Are you there? A flush for Foggy's network will knock your socks off. Or stop your heart. Either way, it's money well spent. Call your local cable company today. Moves like you don't care. Smooth as silk. Cool as Ooh, it makes you want to fly. She doesn't know your name. And your heart beats like a subway train. I'm glad we got the radio edit here for this. This is off the 200 cigarette soundtrack. Thank you, Tracy Neely. And that's just that's just two of the little clips from that. You got an extra, right? Goes all over the place. No, I don't have any extra of this. Sorry, sorry. Talk. Hey, 
talk to Tracy. I'll talk to Tracy. Anyway, great stuff on here. A lot of new stuff, a lot of old stuff. And I, I just felt like, like a break from all the heavy heaviness that has been going on here today. I didn't want it to get this heavy. I wanted some hysterical sticks calling up going, what are, you, what are you talking about? Miami, hello. Hello, Miami. Hey, George, how you doing? All right. Yeah, um, you asked a question earlier uh, whether the stereotype, whether the stereotypical Cuban was arrogant and unassimilating. And well, that's my theory. Right. Well, based on most of the calls that we that I've heard you know, here on your show, it seems like uh, at least you know from maybe the under forty crowd, a lot of them are seem to be willing to assimilate or have assimilated. Right. And they're very open-minded, like yourself. Right. So I Correct. Think that, I think that's something that maybe we should build on. And I, I agree. I think that uh, those people, those people like me who are, are very happy to be here and appreciative and want to make friends, need to double our efforts to make up for all these assholes that are out there that I see. I, I encounter them. I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm Cuban-American myself, and I find, you know, I mean, I, honestly, most of the people that, that I run into are also Cuban-American. I mean, most of you know, the younger generation I think are I think are pretty much the same as us. You know, they you know they're willing to you know have American friends or friends from other places and are not you know and, and are not going to be rude and speak Spanish. You know, when they're when the people that you know that don't understand Spanish around right. them. So, but yeah, but I think they're you know unfortunately that stereotype of the older I think I think it's true mainly for the older generation. I think that's something that like you say we have to work doubly hard in order to eliminate. Right there, you go, sir. Okay, thanks, George. Thank you very good much. Show. Thank you for calling and uh, good English, by the way. Very proud of that. Miami again. Hello. George. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just wanted to make a little comment about the Cuban bashing that's going on on the Please show. Today. Yes. Uh, I think the thing was that I wanted to make clear that young Cuban Americans have no problem speaking English. Right. They speak very well the English but, but like you me. Know that, yes, your English is great, but you know that a lot of the Spanish speaking around Americans goes on. You know that. Yeah, but... You hear it, you see it. Yeah, definitely. But the thing is that old Cuban people and old Latin people in general, are they have a lot of pride and they have a lot of uh, love no, no for their question. country. Pride. That, that, comes, that pride comes across as arrogance and contempt to the American people. Well, I don't know if it's, it's that because it's, it's, it's a war that can never be, never be won. Oh, I, I agree. I'd, I'd just say write those people off, the Domino Park crowd, the old people in Kendall, the I mean, people that don't want to be a part of the program. Just write them off. Just forget those people. I mean, I, it's like, why are you going to make everybody miserable? Everybody's going to be upset. You're never going to win the battle. It's like a lion against a cat. The lion's always no, going to no, win. No, we're, we are going to win the battle because assimilation will happen sooner or later. I'd like, to, like, like, like it to happen sooner. Yeah. But it's it's very difficult. I mean, it's just like why why fight it? I mean, just try to get younger, younger, younger crowds coming up. They're gonna speak English. The old people, they're eventually gonna die. And you know, eventually, maybe 20 years from now, Miami's always everybody's gonna speak English. You know, the the American people have been very patient, and the assimilation process has taken way too long because of the pride that you're talking about. Yeah, well, and I also wanted to say that uh, I don't know if I'll be attacked for this, but it's not, I don't want to, like, I'm not defending Cuban people. I'm just sort of, like, saying from what I know, Cuban people have done pretty good things for this city. You know I mean? They've done a lot of, like, buildings and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you it's know not what? Exactly the Americans like would, would notice that and give the Cubans credit for that if it weren't for the fact that we're constantly pissing them off. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. not going to admit that we've done anything good as long as they're pissed off at us. But they know? should admit it, though, because they're not, seeing They're it. not going to. You're not going to. When someone you hate does something good, you're not going to say, hey, good job. You're going to say you're still an asshole. Yeah, but why should, why should they hate the Cuban people? Because of the attitude, sir. 
I yeah, experienced it. They they take me for an American, and I've experienced the snobbery and the attitude. And by the way, just for the record, I don't do business in Spanish. Yeah, well, when I when I when I speak to an English person, and they happen to say, "Oh, yeah, I think Cuban is a bunch of assholes," that's well, because some Cuban at some point pissed them off. Yeah, but why should they judge everybody else? Because okay. that's the nature of the beast, sir. That's the way that it works. You create your own stereotypes. You know that's true, but it's 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 just I I, I don't understand. It's just, because because they've met more asshole Cubans than they have met non-asshole Cubans. So we need to to you know bring it along a little bit further. We have right. to make sure that they meet more nice Cubans than asshole Cubans. Then their opinion will turn around. Yeah, well you know that's well George, thanks for talking, and uh, hey, I just want to say in the words of Abarajere, Viva Cuba, carajo. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. It's a, it's a Viva Cuba. What is it? I mean, you need an interpreter for that? Mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Hey, George. How you doing? So, All right. Listen, the only thing that aggravates me is my best friend is a Cuban, Alvarez. And when I go to parties with him or anything else, when there's groups of young people around, and I, they know I'm an American, and they speak Cuban. Yes. We call That's it, aggravating. We, we call it Spanish, sir. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> but I have also been to a lot of parties where if uh, George and myself walk in, his name is George Alton, George uh -huh. and myself walk in, they immediately speak English just as a sign of respect. Exactly. But I, I, don't find, I don't find it wrong. If I was 60 years old and just came to America and lived in Little Havana, and never got out of Little Havana and everything else. I don't think there's anything wrong with not learning to speak English. And I'm, you know, you know, but you know who I am, yes, right? I do, though. Yeah, and you know that I'm American. I don't think that there's anything wrong with not learning to speak English because they're never going to go out of their own environment. It's like me being, say, I was in the government and transferred to uh, Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. and lived there for five years in an American complex. I wouldn't learn to speak Saudi Arabian okay. because, because of the fact that I would never go outside of the complex. Okay. Thank you, Bill. Okay. okay. Thanks, George. Bye-bye. 1225 on QAM. And that's, you know, I don't know, whatever. I don't want to talk about the old people. They're entrenched in their ways. Uh, I think it's a good idea if they did learn to speak English. I think they should just because, just because it's the right thing to do. But, uh, they're not going to, and they're old, and they're not going to leave their little geography, and that's fine. I'm not talking about them necessarily. I'm talking about all the other people, the ones that do get out and around and are rude and are like missionaries of uh, bad attitudes, missionaries of uh, animosity, as opposed to missionaries of friendship, which is what I try to be, because people are going to judge you. <clears throat> Someone who's never met a Cuban before, and you're the first Cuban that they meet, guess what? They're going to form their opinion about all Cubans based on you. So how you behave is going to set the tone for that person's attitude forever. And they might not give a sucker a second break. They not, might not give a Cuban a second break after you treat him like an asshole, him or her. They might just conclude, you know what, the Cubans are assholes, and you're an asshole, and that's all there is to it, and shoot down all the planes you want. 1226 on QAM. This thought that I was dumb and stupid. <laughs> Take all my cross day. 
why even the one new one's not prescribed. Let's tell more surprises, no secrets or lies. So go ahead and set that brown eye. Yes, sir, it's the game I need. Everybody bend over. Yes, sir, look for those glory holes. You too, ladies, wrap them on. Is everybody gay? like that joe we were discussing debbie debbie is great debbie harry is a goddess i love her i love blondie and she's uh she's the bomb and i'm gonna go out and buy some discs today with her on it i think even her old uh, crappy uh dancey stuff which i liked it was it was still okay 27 to 1 on qam and I'm, i guess we're not going to get into the uh, swinging thing we'll try to place a call to herb later on at plato's about the swinging thing because somebody faxed over the article about the uh the bust over there trapeze how you doing there tommy hollywood hello your terminal when's the fact coming yeah, Neil comes back on Monday, sir, just for you, just so that you can have a life, just so that you can uh, rub yourself next week. Mobile in Miami, hello. Hello? Hello. Oh, okay, that is me. Listen, um, here's my take on this whole Cuban thing. And before you start with me, I'm not one of those suck-up English guys you were talking about. I won't no, use the word you use. To me, which makes I, just sound, I just sound like one. I sound like one, but I'm from New York. You just have to take my word for it. Anyway, my take is this. You know, the whole thing about the language... Both sides are right. I mean, the guy that called and said, a guy who's living in the middle of Havana that doesn't, you know, ever is never going to leave his world, he doesn't need to learn English. And he's right. You know, why should he? Why at the he? same time, you know, if I'm in the checkout line at Publix, and mm-hmm. I get to the end of the line, the guy that's bagging the stuff starts speaking to me in Spanish. Right, if I say to him, look, I'm terribly sorry, I can't understand the word you're saying, and he persists in speaking Spanish, I mean, that I would consider to be a little that, bit that rude. That qualifies as an asshole. You know, but I mean, the other thing is, you know, the gentleman that called, you know, and said, well, these people that say all Cubans are ourselves, and you're saying, well, that's because the ones they've met, you know, that are, oh, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. The people that say that, I'll take it straight out. Anybody who says all anybody is, you know, all 
Cubans are assholes, all Jews are assholes, all, you know, Irish. They're just bigots, people that say stuff like that. Of course, I don't think anybody said that, that all Cubans are assholes or anything like that, but that's how people base their opinions. They're not going right. to go out. If, if they meet a Cuban for the first time and the Cuban's an asshole, they're not going to go out and try to look for a Cuban yeah. that isn't an asshole. Yeah, but I mean, how many of us? The Cuban's yeah. assholes. Yeah, but I mean, we're not meeting Cubans for the first time here every day. Some we're people Cubans are. Cubans just like we meet all kinds of people. Some people are because they're, they're, they're creeping ever northward, sir, because like I said, you can't uh, stop people with more money than you. You can't right. price them out of your neighborhood. They're, they're buying property ever right. northward, and there are people encountering Cubans for the first time. Right. I pray you, that they have the right attitude when they do. All right, well, sorry, Josh, but here's my only other take on this, which is a slightly different thing that you all have been talking about. I mean, one of the things, I travel around quite a bit, and, you know, one of the things is traveling around, Miami's got a, you know, fairly negative rap, yes. and especially no for being somewhat of a banana republic. No and kidding. one of the things that our friends from, you know, from Latin America that have flocked here have brought is a little bit their way of life and their way of doing business, and politics. And corrupt uh, politics. You know, and, you know, the corruption in the level of government, not that there isn't corruption everywhere, right. but, you know, I lived in Argentina, I lived in Spain, I lived in Italy. You want to see corruption. I mean, America, you know, they make American governments look like, you know, angels. Over right. There. So, you know, there is that as well, which added into the mix, you know, is a little bit. I mean, this guy Martinez in Hialeah, uh-huh. I mean, I've been living here 10 years. I can't understand how this guy, you know, I mean, they just, they just, so they're going to pay him, what, you know, $600,000 or something in back pay. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just, you're, I mean, you're doing a great the, job, sir. I, what's I, that all about? I mean, you know. Yeah, he's an asshole. That's what it's all about. He's corrupt. And thank you very much. Right. I just uh, feel like I need to move on because, uh, boy, talk about a, uh, a hyper limey. But nevertheless, yeah, the corrupt politicians, that's embarrassing. You can't defend that. You can't defend that. And these people keep reelecting them over and over again after they're indicted, after they're convicted. I mean, not that... We have a premium on that. We don't have a premium on corruption in America down here. Lots of places, you know, the Dick Daly thing, and there's Chicago and New York. There's a lot of corruption, and I don't want to, and I don't want to go into the Italians' people contribution to gov- uh, government corruption, Joe Castello, just to leave you out of it. But obviously, there's enough corruption to go around for everybody. But here, it's uh, particularly uh, notorious. Sicilians. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, I'm sorry. My apologies to you mainlanders from the boot. Uh, because people let you into the country, the least thing that you can do is be on your best behavior. Everyone is looking at you. Everyone is judging you and looking at you. So don't reelect corrupt politicians, people who, uh, you know, the voter fraud. It's obvious. They're so guilty. Martinez and Hernandez and all these people, they're corrupt assholes. Vote them out. Why don't you show Americans that you can elect an honest politician for a change? Wouldn't that be novel? Mobile in North Miami, hello. Mobile, North Miami. Okay, nice talking to you, too. Here's a lady in North Miami. Hello. Hi. Hi. Okay, I'm okay. so glad I have a chance to say my little thing. Okay, say your little <laughs> There's thing. There's certain things that, like I say, and I'm not prejudiced, like really. Well, of course not. We'd never no, not that. at all. I mean, I, I think that people, you know, I mean, my families are immigrants, too, and I think with each generation they'll become more Americanized, and that mm-hmm. that will be. And if they want to have businesses in Spanish, the economy will either let them or won't. So there you go. that will change. Exactly. That, that, will, will change. that will sort itself out. Right. That will sort itself out. The Banana Republic he just spoke about speaks for itself. Yeah. Okay. But no, no, there's no excuse for that. No, there isn't. But this is to, me, to ask. Excuse me. Answer okay. me this. What? How can people who come here, like you say, you give a handout, they come in, they want a, to be here. A, they just don't get it straight, ma'am. It was a hand up. Not a handout. Okay, a hand up. You're right. Thank okay, you. a hand up. At least we accept that they, you know, and they come to our country 
why would they then come in and rename our streets? Rename the park. They named one after Ronald Reagan. But he's an American. I know. That's but why would you name a street or an area or a, t- or a street after a German, you know, war hero? I mean, not German, excuse me, Cuban war hero. Well, because, why are uh, we honoring a Cuban war hero? You're and, not. They are. But, because, but because this that, is because Miami. That, this is the United that's States. The American fucking way. Because they have the money and they have the political power and they have the control and they're going to do whatever the but hell they want. you don't think that slaps in the face? Of course it does. I mean, there's no, I mean, immigrants have come from all over, like we said, but I don't think there's any streets that have like an Italian name or an Irish there, name. There are, there are, but it's not, it's not as prevalent but as they would, I mean, that's like, you know, hurtful. Like if you're here, you want to be here. Why are you not honoring this country? Why are we honoring a Cuban war hero? There you go. Okay. Okay. I'll, ac- I'll accept that. Okay. Thank you very much. That's what, that's what we're, we're here for is uh, besides to kill four hours, why are the Americans pissed off at the Cubans? we got the Spanish thing, the crooked politicians things, and, and this, the renaming of the streets. Jose Marti, Jose Marti. I don't, I don't know from Jose Marti. He wrote Guantanamera, and he smuggled uh, molasses with Don Vito uh, in, in the 50s. I don't know. He was a war hero. But they lost. Whatever. I don't know. You know, the Cubans are going to get all pissed off. Yes, he tried. He deserves all the credit for that. But like this lady says, it it upsets them. And why would you want to do something to upset the people who just got done helping you out? 20 till 1 on QAM. If you thought Hooked on Phonics was a marvelous way to learn to read, then you're going to love the new learning tool that makes learning to read even more fun. It's new Tunnel Linguistics. With a little effort, you too can learn to read lickety Split. I do not like green eggs and ham. Oh, very good. I do not like them, Sam I am. Oh, yes. Yes. Our unique 69-minute course comes in its own box, so you can take it with you anywhere. After just one night with our program, you'll be able to go down the menu the next time you eat out. Excuse me, sir. May I take your order? I think I'll just have a muffin. Ooh, good choice. To order Cuddle Linguistics, simply use your fingers and call 1-800-L-I-C-K-I-N-G. Cuddle Linguistics, from the makers of Hooked on Felatiotics. Call now. I don't remember this from, uh, from the 80s when I think this is. This is from a VTT backtrack uh, disc that Tracy also sent that I only have one of also. There's a lot of old stuff on here that I do recognize. Why don't I hear you? Talk. What is this? This is a VTT. Oh, this, this group is 808 State. Ever hear of them? Yes. 808 State. There's a couple of tracks from them on here. But there's also... That was later 80s. Later 80s? I remember all of this stuff. You, of course, we all know uh, Art of Noise, of course. says the last thing we played is not 808 State, but Propaganda. Perhaps your reading will be later. No, Orlando is wrong. I'm reading the label correctly, unless the label is misprinted. There, two, there, are, there is Propaganda on here. There are two Propaganda cuts on here, but that was definitely 808 State. 
and that was Beatbox that I just got playing. Frankie Goes to Hollywood is on here, but, you know, we don't need to hear Frankie again, do we? Just relax. No, they've got two tribes and maximum joy also. All right, that's enough. And what's that thing you have in there? We'll play it in a second. We'll play it later on. We're, I guess we're doing 80s obscure stuff today, which that's not Frankie. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Hey, George. Hey, what? Um, I will tell you exactly why Americans hate, well, dislike the Cubans. Because, okay. Okay, because first of all, they are guests in my house. Mm-hmm. And when the guest in my house uh, is unruly, it has no common courtesy and no respect for, for anybody in my house, that's why Americans hate the Cubans. Okay. Okay. And also with with, with the brothers to the rescue playing things. Okay. Oh, the, the, the apathy is because uh, that group has a, has a, a, an agenda that that they don't admit to. Okay. Uh, part of their agenda was to taunt Castro, find real close, or 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 fly, or fly into his airspace. Okay. And finally, Castro got so mad that he shot him down. Okay. So they are not so lily white little pilots trying to save people. That's exactly why there's absolutely... Well, they were really white, but uh, you don't think that they were just trying to save people? No, no. Uh, they they were ta- to taunt Castro, but... All right, what, so what if? What if even they, if they were trying to taunt Castro, it's still against international law to shoot planes down for any reason unless they're a threat to you, as in a physical threat? Okay, um, let me make this analogy. Go to a, a, a zoo and start banging on, on a gorilla's cage... Yeah, him. they're they're going it, to uh, they're going to arrest you or ask you to leave. They're not going to shoot you. Well, 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 that well, if, if the person keeps coming back, that gorilla is eventually going to break down the the, oh, the, the gorilla, door and break, grab him. No, no, no. This isn't an, an animal. I mean, we'd like to think that he's an animal, but this is a, a the leader of a country who has to answer for for his actions. Okay. Um, and another thing, George. Yes. Um, the, the the Cuban mentality is, is summarized in the way that they drive. Okay. Oh, no uh, question. Down in Miami, if you're going to make a U-turn and there's an oncoming car, that car will speed up, mm-hmm. and, and, and if you don't move, it will run you over. Yep. Okay? Now, um, there's a lot of good things about the Cubans, mm-hmm. uh, but, but there's a lot of bad things around. No, and no, no they, argument they, from me. And, and, and George, they, they should realize that they're guests. In, in our house. Whether they're guests or whether they're adopted children, your behavior should be the same. You should act like it's your house, not crap on the floor, not piss off your adopted foster parents. Exactly. And, and, and George, one more point. All these Cubans that, that, that fled Castro because they were scared of him are, are, are now over here. I don't, think pro- that's, uh, I don't think that's the case. They weren't scared of Castro. They lost all their stuff. Oh, okay, George, may, may I finish? Okay, they're over here now protesting and signs and suing the mm-hmm. government and everything. Mm-hmm. When, when, if they would have, if they would have taken care of their own problem and gotten past and, and how, how would they have done that, sir? How exactly uh, does that work? How you overthrow the, that you, you overthrow them by doing by, exactly. Uh, by, this is very easy to say, and, and Americans like to talk like, uh, like overthrowing a government is just something you can do on a weekend, and you can do it yourself. You can do it at home. Try this at home, kids. Okay, George. If, if if these Cuban people had this had the same attitude uh, over there that they do here, Castro would have been out, and and that's what I resent. I resent was them that with over sticks with slingshots. Well, with whatever, George. I, I resent them coming they were over disarmed. here. They disarmed. And, and disarmed them the day after he took over. He disarmed everybody, sir. Okay. Well, 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 well it's called dying for your country. Okay. They, they that's exactly done what, what they would have done. They would have all been killed because um, the, the people that tried, that spoke up, that that uttered a word of protest were shot in the back of the head. Okay. Well. Okay. On, on a positive note, George. Okay. Okay. On a positive note, the, the, the Cubans are are in general are, are decent people, but they but they just have to 
learn how to act like like humans. Like humans. Okay, the Cubans are unhuman, unhuman assholes. That's what this guy says. You hear that out there? All my compadres, all the paisans, the Cubans are unhuman. Nine till one on QAM, Miami Beach. Hello. Hello, George. Hello there, sir. I'm really enjoying this show. The last uh, caller used the term hate three times in his uh, explanation of Americans for Cubans. He's absolutely ridiculous. I don't. Uh, I, I would like to think so, but you know, no, I'm no, not, no. I'm not going to censor anybody. I want to hear what the people have to say. Well, you can't use the term hate. I mean, if you go up to Billings, Montana, people up there have probably never met a Cuban. They do. So you they can't. Haven't. You can't say Americans hate. That's right. They've well, met one uh, now. They met me. Well, I'm a fourth generation American. I've been married to a Cuban girl for 33 years. Excellent. Did you have to date her with a chaperone? Uh, yes, I did. How about that? I thought it was fabulous. I'm sure. It kept. Uh, I didn't like that idea, so I dated Americans. American no. women have sex on the first date. Uh, well, I won't go into that, but all I can <laughs> say is the first time I came to pick her up, to take her to the uh, Riviera Theater on US-1, her grandparents went with us. That's right. The and, abuelos. Uh, yes. And uh, then her brother and her... Uh-huh. Sister right. and her parents. They have to protect her hymen. And, uh, well, I don't know what they had to protect, but we <laughs> met at the University of Miami Definitely. in 64, and we got married a year later. And as I say, 33 years married. Uh, <clears throat> yes? Five wonderful children. And you don't hate us? Hate her? Or, or the Cubans in general? Uh, no. And okay. understand one thing, I'm a fourth generation American. No. Okay. And... The only thing I cannot get through my head is when the terminology that Cubans use, Cuban-American, you know, will ever be uh, divorced from the Cuban people. Because my people came from Germany, and I would never consider myself a German-American. I am an American. I served two tours of duty in Vietnam. Okay. And this is the melting pot of the world. There you go, and I won't call you a crowd. Thank you very much, sir. Yes, sir. 7 till 1 on QAM. Don't freak out. I'm not going to hit the thing yet. Just talk show hosts say that to kill time while they're looking at the uh, phone board to see which call to punch up. 5670560, by the way. Pound 560 on the mobile one line. Kendall, hello. Kendall. Click. Click. Nice talking to you, too. I like that call. Hollywood, hello. Hey, George. Yes, sir. You're smoking today. Uh, smoking what? I don't know. Okay. Uh, as far as this... Uh... Spanish-speaking in Miami goes, and I guess you can't blame it on all the Cubans. I think well, they're, they're not the only Hispanics down there. No, I understand but, that. But I they're, they're the first uh, big group. They're the ones that set the precedent for, uh, for what followed. Well, we have, we have in this country Arabs and Indians and Palestinians and Pakistanis, and guess what? Most what? of them all speak English. Most of them do. Most of, the, most of the Cubans speak English. The problem is that they choose not to in the wrong places. Well, I, I think they're, they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot. No question. That because, you know, they can get by in Miami and Hialeah and Union City, New Jersey, and West mm-hmm. New York, New Jersey. But if they go to the other 99.9% of the cities... Uh, they're missing out. Exactly. They absolutely are dicking themselves, and exactly. I've always said that. It's it's just you know it, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. You know I, I I don't see people running around with Polish flags on their car or German flags on their car or whatever flag mm-hmm. you happen to have, what right. country you're from, on your car. 
But yet in Miami, uh, these Cuban flags hanging from the mirror seem right. to be a big thing. Now, I can understand you're proud of your country, you're proud of your heritage. I, have, I don't have a problem well, And there's a difference that. there, by the way. Country and heritage are two different things. Well, the, the, the heritage didn't come from that flag. Well, the country, the country that they came right. from. Right. Uh, the, the, okay. the flag represents the country, but the heritage goes long before the country ever existed. Okay. Uh, I, I just, I just don't think uh, it's in their best interest to to take themselves. It's not. Put, it's not their best interest. They're, 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 they're offending. They're they're driving a wedge between themselves and the rest of America, and then they wonder why uh, nobody wants to do anything. Well, well, well you know, the, the, down. They, they have to expand. They have to expand. To oh, they're expanding. All, all the other groups, and rather than rather than change it to a, mainly a Spanish-speaking uh, arena, you know, join in and and, and become become Americanized. That's uh, what I'm trying to get them to do, sir. And and the demographics are such. Uh, you, I guess your most important demographic is uh, 20, 25 to 54. I would mm-hmm. say that the the majority of these Cuban uh, or Spanish people that use Spanish are probably on the high end of that demographic. So I, I yeah. really don't understand why businesses would require uh, multilingual people to to work in their establishments. You don't understand why? No, as as the other caller, as the other caller. Because said, you want to accommodate your clientele. I mean, yeah, you but, have a, but, when you have people that would prefer to speak a certain language, you want your employees to be able to uh, do business with them in that certain language. Well, if if the business if the business to choose uh, if the business chose to use English, uh, I'm sure the the clientele would. Also... Unfortunately, you have a segment of the population in Dade County that will not do business in English because they're not as comfortable speaking English as they are speaking Spanish. It's the same reason why I don't do business in Spanish. Someone could rip me off so easily if I tried to do business in Spanish because my Spanish sucks and a lot would be uh, missing. So so that's why. And again, if the Cubans didn't have any money, it wouldn't matter. There wouldn't be an issue, but they do, so they have to be accommodated. And thank you very much, sir. Thank because you. It's time for a break. Three till one. There's a big poll in front of my face here. Three till one on 560 QAM. True the callers. Oh! People want to fill your mouth with dirty love songs. Squirt, squirt. I look around me and I feel it isn't so. Oh, no. The boys would like to bathe your hair in dirty love songs. Okay. And what's wrong with that? We'd like to know. Okay. 103.560 WQIM 5670.560 pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Fire it off, Joe. Fire off the pin. Oh, I know. This is who now? Alien sex fiend. Would you call me? Thank you. 
so I like that. Very 80s. Very 80s. We don't know exactly uh, what year that that was. I'm talking to you. We don't know what year that I, was. I can find out. One one moment, please. Oh, okay. Look it up while I uh, while I take some calls. We'll talk about that later. But your uh, insignificant other lent you that? No, a friend in Gainesville. Ah, because I want to steal that disc. There's a lot of good stuff on there from uh, what you tell me. Lady in Miami Beach, hello. Hi. Hi. Is that me? That's you. When I turned the dial, I was really surprised. Uh, I thought somebody had played with the dial because I had your station on all the time. Right. And without looking, I started moving around. No, it's going too high. When I did look, it was. So I came back and I heard you. Right. Uh, your topic is very intriguing. So you, you, what, you, you didn't know that Neil wasn't on? Is that it? No, I didn't know. I've been ill. Here, here, let me make you feel better. <laughs> Oh, boy, that's Neil. Oh, God. There you go. Well, I hope he's all right. Oh, he's fine. He's on vacation. He's having a... Oh, oh, is he on vacation? Yeah. Man. So you've been on how long? Uh, This week. Friday and all of this week. Oh, and uh, he'll be back in... The... He'll be back Monday, yes. Oh, anyway... 23rd anniversary. Anyway, I think you're doing a great job. Why, thank you. And I used to think all along that you're the one who works with him, right? I'm the one that works with him. That's what I mean. You yes. work with him. Right. And I always... Uh, felt that you should be the one that goes in for them when he goes away. Well, okay. Yeah. There you go. You got your wish. Thank you. Right, and you're doing well. Now, well, I, do, I do want to um, say something about your topic. Okay. Um, Those damn Cubans. No, no. I've known so many Cubans. I, <laughs> I used to teach, and I had the most wonderful relations with most of them. Uh, really? You know, yes. Uh, and how, how wonderful. Really great. Uh, I'm still really? friends with so many of them, and look, they're like everyone else. It's just that some people perhaps um, are in a better situation, perhaps have a, a better quality of life, and they're able to get away from uh, the one area like uh, Little Havana or something like that, and and they you, do. You understand, of course, there are a lot of uh, very nice neighborhoods that are predominantly Cuban. Look, let's face it, we have a lot of different areas that are really not so nice, too. Uh, the only thing I um, don't agree with you is that you seem to think only the old people uh, don't speak English. Uh, I could understand... No, I mean, well, I mean, I know that there are, there are some young people who don't speak English, but most of them can speak English. They just choose not to, so that's the way it comes across. Exactly. The young people that I am in contact with, if I go into Publix, for example, uh, the people, the cashiers, the, the other people working there, um, everybody's standing around. They don't know whether we're um, English-speaking people or Spanish or anything else. They'll go on talking Spanish right. uh, to one another. And many times I do say, you know, uh, i just like to know what you're talking about. Why don't you talk English? Yeah, and, and uh, they, they of course, none of your business. No, they well, never they say, say that. that, but they continue yeah. talking Spanish. Yeah. Uh, the thing that is wrong is that uh, they come across as being arrogant. Yes, and, uh, yes they do. You know, they're not interested in uh, being aware if there's somebody around that perhaps they don't understand your language. And it doesn't have to be only English-speaking people. Uh, other people who might know a little English and don't know their language, it would be a, a very considerate of them. And certainly uh, to their advantage, because I don't think there would be the... I heard the word hate so much, I don't like sure. that word. Well, we get a lot of hate on this show. 
I know that. I hear it. I know. Hate mail. I know. So let's not add another one to it. Okay. Thank you so, very much, ma'am. Okay. Bye. Anyway, and I don't know what she's talking about. The And I know there are, not all the Cubans are doing very well, and there's these Cubans come lately that uh, I don't know how they're doing. The Marielitos, I can't, uh, I don't know how they're doing, the most of them. But most of the Cuban neighborhoods where uh, where I've been, they're very nice, and the lawns are very nice, and the houses are very nice. And uh, what are you going to say, Joe? Who cares? She's having relations with lots She's of Cubans. She's having relations with lots of Cubans. She's doing better than I am. They were very I've good. Never, I've never had relations with any Cubans, good or otherwise. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. George? Yes. Yeah, I have a little story to tell you. Um, okay. My wife was born here in 48. Okay. Um, her parents came over from Cuba in the early 40s. Okay. Her aunts and uncles and everything. Mm-hmm. We met and got married in 68, and I was in the service at the time, and when we came home on leave, we went to aunt and uncle's house for dinner. Okay. Now, both of my in-laws spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. We go to the dinner. The in-laws yes. are speaking Spanish. The in-laws are speaking to the aunt and uncle in Spanish, and my wife is speaking to them in Spanish. Great. And I sat there the whole night, so I assumed that the aunt and uncle spoke no English. Surprised. So a couple of nights later, we go to another aunt and uncle's house. Uh-huh. Same scenario. Right. My in-laws are talking to the aunt and uncle in Spanish. My mm-hmm. wife's talking to them in Spanish, and I go to sleep on the sofa. Right. And my wife got all pissed off because I went to sleep in the middle of all this. Hey, well, you weren't a part of what was going on. Why not? Right. So a couple of years down the road, I started going to night school and learned conversational Spanish to and speak to my in-laws. And then, now you got to understand, too, that these are Cubans that weren't refugees. These are people that have been here right. since 1940. I understand. I, got, I also have family members that came over pre-Castro. And then all of a sudden, one day... I found out all my in-laws spoke English. Sure, probably and, really well. <laughs> and we were sitting there in this conversation, and being a young, naive boy that I was, you know, I never asked, can right. these people speak any English? They were just being, they were just being rude and uh, disrespectful to you. So now that you took the classes, can you say, uh, no, I quit English, the... you know, hold on us. <laughs> that's what you need to say, sir. Okay? Thank but you very that's much. That's my story. Bye. 11 after 1, uh, wait, 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 thank you, Wayne Arnold, uh, Murray, we, uh, our heart goes out to, uh, to Murray, but Wayne Arnold is here with the food, and um, we miss Murray dearly. I didn't have a chance to, uh, to do my own little memorial to him, who was uh, the schlepper that brought us the food for all this uh, time from, uh, from Wayne Arnold. So now Wayne Arnold himself has to deliver our food, but at least uh, we don't go hungry. But we do miss Murray, and uh, uh, all our best wishes goes out to uh, all of the people around him, and uh, nevertheless. So now... It's uh, 12 after 1 on QAM. This is the most disgusting program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. What's this? How can I help you? Yeah, I couldn't find a restaurant for sale. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. What's your name? Patrick. Patrick? Yeah. Uh, I thought I was supposed to talk to someone named Foo. Who? Foo. Okay, hold on just a second, okay? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, who's speaking? Hello? Yeah, hello? Who's speaking? Hello? Uh, hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, you got restaurant for sale? Uh-huh. Uh, how much you want for restaurant? Well, you come over here to look at it and talk to the boss. I come over and maybe eat, eat dinner with you. Okay. Uh, does uh, that price include, uh, 
All the what? Huh? Huh? What? What did you say? You Chinese? Yeah, Chinese. Okay, you can go to the owner. Two hours? Yeah. Two hours? Two hours? Two hours? Two Okay, how about I get order to go and then I come over and pick it up and look at the restaurant? Okay. Okay? okay. What you have? Uh, you know, you, you see that there's nothing there? Yes, I can see that. You see that there's nothing there? Yes, I can see that. Uh, 31, 35, South Minute. Yes, I can see that. Yes, I can see that. Okay, I'll be right there. Okay. I'll send you to Taiwan. Then you come to the owner. Yes, I can see that. Yes, I can see that. Bye. 117-560-WQAM-5670-560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Now, somebody, because you hear people making fun of Spanish all the time, and, uh, and Spanish people make fun of English speaking, because it sounds funny to them. If you don't speak English, English sounds like, and if you don't speak Spanish, it sounds like, because um, the, the vowels are short in Spanish. But if someone didn't speak English, and they were making sounds that sounded like English to them. Would it sound like anything to you? Would you respond to that? Same thing for Spanish. And I've heard many, many Americans making fun of uh, Spanish-speaking people. You know, they're, they're babbling. They're saying gibberish. It doesn't sound like Spanish. But that thing worked. What he did worked. He doesn't speak Chinese. That's why that's funny. That's so hysterical. That you could just make some sounds and it's going to mean something to them. That's bizarre. Medley, hello. Medley. Yes. Jess. Yeah, uh, Robert. Yeah, Robert. Yeah, listen, uh, cool. I've been listening. I've been listening to your show for the, for the last hour, and uh, I I got to say say something here. Say something, I've, please, I've, God. I've lived down here since I was 15 years old. I'm 58 now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I remember downtown Miami as a dying town. I mean, all the big shopping malls were going up. I remember when the Cubans in the, in the last part of the 50s and the, and the early 60s when they really had to have the influx. Mm -hmm. uh, they were, the, I mean, the way you all are bashing the Cubans, it bothers me because... Sir, sir I'm a Cuban. I, I understand that. I heard you say that. But okay. the thing that bothers me is I think that this arrogant uh, attitude that you say that they have, yes. I think that was kind of put to them because you got to remember what, what they came into was a prejudicial area anyway. Right. They came in and they started... Uh, buying businesses when they were able to and things mm -hmm. like that. Downtown, it used to say in the windows, we speak English. Now it says we speak Spanish. Right. The Americans said, well, the damn Cubans came over here and bought up the place. Right. Nobody told them to sell to the Cubans. Right. Well, how, how, did, they, how did they buy up the place? They worked their asses off. They worked off. their asses off, right. That's My family right. were all uh, college-educated doctors, lawyers, teachers, things like that. They worked. They, they loaded boxes. They, they drove forklifts. They did whatever it took to go to college all over again. To, uh, to get back on their feet, get back to the level that they were at before. But still, still, my point, sir, that, uh, that I was talking about, if you only listened to the last hour, you didn't hear the first point, is that there's still all of this animosity, and, uh, and I blame the Cubans for that, because the Americans threw them a lifeline. And it's, the, and it's up to the Cubans to make the Americans feel appreciated, and it's not coming across. I think what, I think what, what happened, in my mind anyway, is the American government threw them a lifeline. Well, the American people at large down here didn't really treat them that good. I remember nevertheless, coming the, from We would like to think that in the democracy, the government is reflecting the will of the people. That doesn't always happen that way, but that's, that's right. supposed to work. That's 
That's right. I, I remember doctors coming here working as orderlies until they could get their MDs here. Right. Uh, you know, nothing, you know, I mean, I, you know, I admit there's good and bad in, in everything. And, uh, hell, I mean, we, we talk about, about, uh, well, they're Cuban descent. Well, hell, I'm Canadian descent. You go Uh-oh. to New York, you find the you Italian. You're Canadian, are you, sir? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, you know, see there? See there? Do us on the show. They, and I don't speak it. My oh, grandma okay. did. I don't. So, anyway, uh, I mean, we, we, we had so many different nationalities, and every nationality that came over here was really... Uh, what's the word? Picked on uh, the Italians, the Irish, the right. English, and, and the Cubans uh, were getting the same thing. The Cubans, what the Cubans did was they got well. Okay, if you don't like us, we're going to make it anyway, and they did. Yeah, but then what? Uh, well, that attitude they have now is of uh, really not being accepted. I think. Okay. Uh, that, Thank that's you, sir. My personal opinion. Thank you Thank for your you. observations Bye. there. And of course, I wish an, an American had called up saying that, but he's a Canadian. But nevertheless, there, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of crackers that like to point the finger and make stuff up. But again, why not make stuff up about somebody who's pissed you off? You know, the Cubans are not on welfare, and they are for the most part college educated. And uh, when they came over from Cuba, they they had to uh, go to college all over again to get recertified so that they could make the kind of money they were used to making before Castro changed the system, et cetera, and so on. So yeah, there you know because uh, a lot of the lines that you'll hear in uh, in the Cuban parties when I'm at the families or at other people's houses are that we did twice in one lifetime what some Americans can't seem to accomplish once. To an extent, that's true. And they're talking about the dirtbag rednecks, which uh, I don't know what other kind of uh, cracker is there. I don't know. But, but nevertheless, all of these people, how, as, as dirtbag as they were, as blue-collar as they were, their tax dollars paid for the freedom flights of 1969. That's when I came over. So even if they're dirtbags, even if they're bigoted crackers, it's up to you, the recipients of the, uh, the goodwill, to make them feel appreciated, and then they'll stop talking crap about you. And then they'll go and kick Castro out of Cuba uh, for shooting planes out of the air. But I think it's in America's interest to, um, to get Castro out of Cuba, just because, just because they... No. Oh, wrong bank. Just because they with us is, is why. Because when somebody pushes their finger into your ribs, you try diplomacy first. You say, excuse me, remove your finger from my ribs it's causing me discomfort. And if they don't respond to diplomacy, then you break their finger and smash them in the face a couple times for it. And that's what Cuba did. Is it pissed off America? And don't tell me that it didn't. It took away American property. Castro took away Americans' property that owned property over there. Big property, big business that was invested in Cuba, which I don't know. And now they're selling off that same property to other people, to other countries. Are they ever going to get that back? That's going to be interesting to see. Are all these people going to get their property back that Castro stole? Yeah. Remember, the, uh, up until pretty recently, Cuba had the uh, Soviet Union on its side. That was the big excuse for so many years that they had the big Soviet umbrella. If we, if we f*** with Cuba, the Soviets are going to send nukes and uh, nuke us. Well, guess what? They're not being protected anymore. It's been many years now since the uh, Soviet Union has been protecting them. Again, one rowboat full of Marines, a Zodiac with Six Marines on there could take Cuba back. Should one of those Marines happen to be killed? Should All right. The family okay, of him okay. have to How about up? stealth fighter airstrikes? I mean, it was so one-sided. The Iraq thing that had a significant army, by the way, of thousands. We lost. The only people we lost were the people that we killed ourselves accidentally. Oops, ran over you with a tank. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? The friendly fire kind of thing. 
Those are the only uh, death tolls that we had over there in Iraq during the Gulf War. Cuba's a pissant compared to Iraq. They don't have Scud missiles. They have a couple of puddle-jumping old Soviet rusty MiGs. They have some, some Goombas and, and green uh, fatigues and some machine guns. Stealth bombers, neutron bombs, whatever. It would be a weekend. It could be a weekend training exercise for the National Guard. You always want to drop that neutron bomb. I, I love the neutron bomb. Leave all the buildings intact and get rid of all the scummy people. Westchester, hello. Westchester. Hey, how's it going, George? It's going all right. You know that lady that called earlier? Uh, Which one? Born, born in Tampa, didn't consider herself oh, an American. Yes. How uh, your boy there, George, uh, all of a sudden build a, an attitude? Joe. Joe, right? Yes. Okay, well, it's pretty much about the same thing as far as uh, you go, man. I mean, uh, you were born in Cuba, correct? Yes, I was born in Cuba. And, I mean, all of a sudden now you're, well, not all of a sudden, for a while since I've been listening, which hasn't been that long anyway, but um, mm-hmm. you don't sound too proud of your... Um, I'm proud of the good thing. Your heritage, your your land, the land we were born. Sir, 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 I'm proud of the good things and the positive contributions, and I'm embarrassed by the negative contributions. You know what? You can't really, you can't really generalize because guess what, George? Why not? You know, every every race and every country, for that matter, has its lows and its high class and its rich. I'm not talking about the class. As a matter of fact, it's the high class that I'm talking about. It's and the it arrogant happens. attitude of the high-class people that bugs me, and that bugs the Americans. Yeah, you know, you feed the fire. and the I'm feeding the fire. Yes, because the ignorant redneck, it's going to, you know, generalize like you're doing, you know, about uh, all Cubans are this way. All Cubans are snobs. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm proof that not all Cubans are that way because I speak English and I'm, and I'm conscientious. So I'm proof that not all Cubans are that way. And I'm encouraging the Cubans that are not that way to call in to show you, the redneck Americans that there are different people out there. But you can't deny that these arrogant assholes aren't running around out there. Well, hey, that every everybody's got those. Man. Americans, Jews, Mexicans. And we got too many of them right here. If we were in L.A., we'd be talking about the same topic, but about Mexicans. Or no, 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 no. The Mexicans are not in control of L.A. The Mexicans did not take over. You're breaking up, sir. The Mexicans did not take over, and there are more Mexicans in California than there are Cubans in South Florida. But the Mexicans are not a political or an economic power there or anywhere. The Cubans took over. They elected po- uh, crooked politicians. They're the ones that are walking around with an attitude. Mexicans don't walk around with an attitude. They walk around with their hats in their hands because guess what? They're schleppers. They want you to hire them and give them a job or something. The Cubans are, are, are in control of Dade County, economically and politically. So, so the onus is on them. When something's wrong in a community, you blame the leaders. You blame the people that create that situation. And that's why I have to harp on the Cubans. And I have to harp on the Cubans because I am a Cuban. Because if a gringo does it, everybody's going to say, Racista! So I'm the one that has to do this. When my own people do, do things that are aberrant, like walk around with, with like contempt for the American people. That's wrong. And it's embarrassing to me. Instead of saying thank you every chance, every chance they get. The Cubans, especially, you know, if you were born here, you're an American, blah, blah, blah. But if you came over on a boat or a plane like I did, you need to say thank you. And you need to thank Americans at every opportunity, whether they're your in-laws or your coworkers or whoever. Just let them know that you appreciate the fact that uh, they let you into the country because you're in control of the city. 
instead of instead of giving them reasons to bitch about you crooked politicians you can't deny the crooked politician thing you can't deny the attitude thing you can't deny the spanish in your face thing that that pisses the americans off i didn't even realize how much uh it pissed them off until today actually i knew it pissed them off but i didn't know to what degree until today now that i know i'll be more conscientious because i i gotta admit i've been guilty of it but you know what because my mother's english is lousy so when we would go to the store when i was a younger person and, and we both spoke english even though i prefer to speak english I spoke Spanish with her because uh, trying to have a conversation in English with my mother was, was madness, was nutty. She could barely communicate in Spanish just because that's the nature of that beast. So I apologize, by the way, for anyone who overheard me speaking Spanish in a store, and uh, I'll try to do better. Well, I mean, I don't go to the store with my mother anymore, but nevertheless. But now that I know how much it bugs people, and now that the audience, if there's anybody out there who engages in this kind of practice, now that you hear how uncomfortable it makes the Americans feel, cut the crap already. Because they let you in. They were nice to you first. It's your turn to be nice to them back. 129 on QAM. Where have all the communists gone? Just a short decade ago, they were everywhere. And now they're as rare as a playboy in Richard Simmons' bedroom. Unless you pick up tickets for this weekend's Disney Presents Commies on Ice. Former dictator-loving, red-tape-spreading commie bastards are now on the ice and twirling their pinko little hearts out for you and your family. Watch the Stalin Six juggle their sickles and hammers as they twist and turn in elegant formations resembling battle tactics they never got to use. Gaze in amazement as Vladimir Jackoff performs the nearly impossible Bolshevik 1440-degree revolution. It's Disney Presents Commies on Ice, employment for pinkos, and entertainment for you. This weekend only. 26 till 2 on 560 WQAM. Let me take care of some business I've been neglecting for the past few days. I've been so distracted by, I don't know what, Joe Scott in uh, Fort Myers, the guy that precedes the Neil show on WWCN. Is that the, um, the caller to 770? Uh, apparently we had a caller at some Ojanum Provocatorum Goyam that called up saying that Joe Scott was uh, gay bashing and ripping Neil and everything. And it's one of their lifeless loser chronics, one of the people calling from the insane asylum, like we get on this show all day long. Joe Scott loves Neil, loves me, loves the show, big fan, big promoter. When they took Neil off temporarily to put that other stuff on, he spearheaded the campaign to get Neil put back on. Joe Scott loves us. We love Joe Scott. That's for you. Uh, don't believe any pain-in-the-ass callers from Fort Myers who say uh, anything otherwise. And the other thing is the uh, the horseback riding. I was going to take the opportunity to go on the air so that I won't have to uh, make a million phone calls from the Yellow Pages. Uh, where can you rent horses down here? Where where they will let you run, and that is the, op, uh, the uh, active ingredient. That is the operative word there, where they'll let you run the horses. I don't want to go on no little bunny trails, walk, clop, 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 clop. I have more fun sitting on my couch. Horse rental, where they'll let you run horses. And I can't believe I'm actually breaking down to rent horses because growing up in the Redlands down here, we had horses, uh, or at least a horse. The stepsister had a horse that uh, she taught me to ride bareback too, nutty. The back was flat. Uh, I'm about to, the uh, my daughter's about the same age as I was when I started learning how to ride, like really ride by myself. And the, the, I was so tiny, the back of the horse was like a flat floor to me. My legs were just sticking straight out, and um, and the horse ran off, and uh, I almost died, but uh, I didn't fall off. I did not fall off. North Carolina, Montana, everywhere else I've been, friends have always had horses. I could always go riding, if not whenever I wanted to, often enough. But now. 
I have no options. And I do pass a lot of stables and places. I, you know, in Davie, I see people riding horses. So I know that there are rental things going on. But every time I go or every time I visit, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. You can't run my horse. That's bad. So I want to know a place where they, you can rent and they'll let you run. The, the, uh, the kid is uh, just about the right age to get her started on that. And I miss it. Kendall, hello. Kendall. How you doing? Okay. Boy, what a show, eh? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, let me just bring up a couple of things. One of the things that really crossed my uh, gonads here, um, I've always, um, you know, uh, been cognizant of the fact I am a war veteran, mm-hmm. and I go around. Thank you. Thank you, by the way. You're very welcome, sir. Um, one of the things that I always do is go around to make sure that everybody is displaying their flags. Because everybody likes flags, for instance, for, you know, for some odd reason now, you've got 10,000 flags on, you know, on a 10-foot square building. Hold, hold, uh, hold on a second, sir. Wow. That's Ling, huh? That's Ling. Wow. All right. I can I could put a blindfold on her crossed eye. I could put an eye patch on the one crossed eye. That's a good thigh there. That's a very good thigh. I'm sorry. Back to you, sir. I was very distracted by a scantily clad woman. That's all right. I like that. Anyway, the thing is, is that when you go around and you basically uh, talk to people, and the majority of them are, you know, of um, of the uh, um, Americans of Cuban persuasion. Spicks. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. Of course you wouldn't, but no, I can. No, but no, two of them. I'm a stick, so I can say it. Spick, no, but stick. I, I am part spick, too. Okay. Okay? Uh, I only have one quarter, but, you know, that, that, that's the thing. But the thing is, when you go around, by the most part, uh, for the most part, they go ahead and change them and display it correctly, except for two places. Mm-hmm. They say, we're Cubanos, oh. and we can do whatever oh, the hell no. we want. See, why, why do they have to do that? Okay? And it pisses me off. I even sent Team Metro over there. And then, you know what one of them said to Team Metro? said that I had never sent them a communique to change the flag. Well, of course. They lied. Not be on the, yeah, they lied. Uh, anyway, and, but here's the kicker of the other place. The guy who owns this funeral home, mm-hmm. he's not even of Cuban descent. And? He flies the flag wrong. Okay, well, good. At least uh, we, you can't unload that one on us. No, no, but the thing is, you know, he's doing that because he says, I make lots of money from Cuban. You know. But he's displaying the flag wrong how? In other words, when you're looking at a flag from the building, from right. the street to the building, yes. the American flag, old glory, has got to be on the left-hand side. Correct. No flag can fly in front of the American flag. Correct. And well, these two that's, places that's the, that's the protocol. It's not no, no flag can. It's not like a law. But no, it is a law. It is a law? Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. How fascist is that? It's not fascist. It's a federal deal to make sure that it's the same thing. Like It's like this guy was saying over here, I do it because this is my flag. You know, and this is why he flies it in front of the American flag. I mean, I, I would think that it would be good form, and just because you want to do the right no, thing, it is, you, would, it is a you, federal, would, you would fly your flag the right way. That's besides the being protocol, it is. No, besides being protocol, law. it is. Uh, you know, it is a law. You have to fly. No flag can fly in front of the American flag. And these guys refuse to change. Okay. So the whole thing boils down to is that um, uh, you know I've had problems with them. They okay. refuse to change. Anyway, getting on to another thing. Yes, please. Another one of the things that you had brought up always. You know about you know um, you know being American or being Cuban or whatever the situation is. If you are in this country, I mean I've heard you say it throughout the whole uh, the whole uh, nearly four hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Cuban, uh, and everybody else follows with that suit. I'm Cuban. You're in the United States. Why don't you say you're American? Well, because I'm not. No, but the thing is, you're an alien here. No kidding. Okay. So, but the thing is, you pay taxes here. Sure, I do. Wouldn't, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? You know, you're talking about people saying, you know, be uh, uh, gratuitous uh, uh, to the fact that you are here. Uh-huh. What's wrong with saying that you're an American? Plus, you're married to an American lady. 
Yeah. The but, old, and your kids are American. If you're calling her a lady, then you have obviously never met her. Well, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I didn't want to go. Uh, All right, well, stuff. I'll tell you what, then. I'm an American Cuban. How's that? Well, no. Why okay. not just be an American? Because I'm not a citizen of this country. Uh, all right. Well, why haven't you become one? I because I'm a lazy, uh, raised by Americans. Uh, Want me to American. do to you? I'll is do it? to you. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not the test. The test is easy. The test is uh, basic high school civics. Uh-huh. It's not the issue. It's the standing in line and all the red tape. That's a big pain in the ass. Well, I understand that. But my I'd rather sit on my ass on my day off. I'd rather sit on my back deck and get a suntan on my day off. Thank you very much, sir. Okay. Moving right along. 20 till 2 on QAM. Where do you find Jim Mandich? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. I think I ate my baby. Are you a fat, disgusting pig? Well, finally, there's a miraculous new drug that will help you lose weight. For idiots. Now you no longer have to blame your thyroids for your obesity. For idiots is designed to melt those pounds away without the need to exercise or diet. Feridians cannot be used if you have hypoglycemia, diabetes, cancer, tomain poisoning, romaine lettuce, chronic diarrhea, halitosis, a little wee-wee, smegma, psoriasis, seborrhea, glaucoma, Lewinsky rolls, toe cheese, pecorino cheese, rim cheese, blue cheese, AIDS, pimples, a third eye, vagina teeth, red blood, and any Hansen CDs. Side effects include vomiting, schmitzing, the green apple quick step and certain death. But you'll be thinner. Ask your doctor for Ceridius. How did I forget that yesterday? I, I forgot it was in there. 14 till 2 on 560 WQAM. Coconut Grove, hello. Uh, hello, George. Yes, sir. Uh, good afternoon. How are you? Doing well. Okay. Um, you know, I've been listening to some of the commentaries today, and I am, I am a Cuban-American born here, pretty much Americanized. I went to school and graduated from Cornell University. Most okay. of my friends are Gentiles and Jewish people, particularly in New York. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I have my friends up there, and one of the famous things that I took away from there was that they would tell me, and I wish all you Cubans would come from Miami up to New York and take the other Hispanics from here and put them in Miami. Okay. So when I listen to some of the Anglo callers from South Florida, it's totally different than some of the comments that I get from people that are especially educated and from other parts of the country. Well, you were probably a very gracious person when you went to New York and probably well, weren't militant and didn't have an attitude. No, well, obviously. Obviously. I, you know, that's, that's, that's See, because I've, I've, I'd like to say that I've left the, uh, a positive impression with people wherever I've been about the Cubans. Yeah. Well, I, I've done the same, and most of my friends that went with me to Cornell also did the same. But really, they're looking at it more through a numbers point of view as opposed to perception and all that. They realize that Cubans have a higher income than any other minority in this country, particularly any other Hispanic minority. Mm-hmm. And even more so at this moment, when it comes to Cuban-Americans that have been here more than five years, Correct. they have a higher income than even Anglos from this country. Yes. And that's consistent not only in this country, but the Cuban exiles that have gone to Spain, Venezuela, France. Uh, I did not every, know that. But, uh, oh, yeah. Thank you I've, got, I've got a document. Okay. And, um, got a fax machine? Can you fax it? Actually, I could. <laughs> I actually do have it. I can fax it to you. What's your fax number? Because the gringos won't believe it. Oh, I've got it here because every time I had a class that involved and the professor knew that I was a Cuban from Miami up at school, he always wanted me to write a research paper on it. It was very fascinating. 305-650-0198. Uh-huh. 0198. But anyhow, to my point is I yeah. can't understand the enormous amount of resentment 
towards Cubans down here by the Anglos. I, I can understand it by the other Hispanics because that's always been the case, and that that's was the case even when I. Sure. And that's always going to be the case as long as there's an economic um, disparity. You, you can't understand the animosity when when the Cubans down here for and and again I don't know if it's the majority of Cubans or if it's just a minority of Cubans that that move around a lot. The attitude, the arrogance, the refusal to speak English. But but, but let's break it down in tangible things that we can actually evaluate and, anal and make an analysis of. Okay. Are we talking about Cubans that go to the su supermarket and talk Spanish in front of them? Is that enough to create this amount of hate? No, no. I because think, I don't think, I think it it's is. a whole bunch of things combined. Such as? Such, such, such as, uh, for example, when I would try to, uh, uh, when I was young in my my uh, American family would try to get the Cubans over for a party, and they would come up with excuses, or they would snub them. There's a lot of snub, snobbing and, uh, and snubbery. Those words don't exist. It goes on. At the, yeah, the Cubans think they're better than the general gringo, and you know that's a fact. That is and a fact among older Cubans. That okay. um, mostly older Cubans. Mostly older Cubans. Certainly not among Cuban Americans that were born in this country. Because but that that comes. Across. I don't see any hostility whatsoever between Cuban Americans that were born in this country and their Anglo counterparts. I really don't. Very little. Very little. I'm I'm happy to say. And, and, and less every day. Less and, and less every day. And this the same report that I'm going to fax you. It's, it's ironic because it says here. And I'll just quote you one quick line. Mm -hmm. You have a very clear case talking about the Cuban Americans. A very clear case of extremely, check this out, successful mm -hmm. assimilation into the United States society following a relatively successful immigrant experience. I would now you would totally disagree with that. I wouldn't use the word assimilation. I would say uh, conquest. Right. Like, like a conquistador kind of a mentality. That's what they came over yeah. here with. Well, what happens is this report is generated from Princeton, and, you know, it's not from somebody local right. here in South Florida. I'm sure they would have interviewed some, some of your callers sure, earlier they today. They would have used a different word. I wouldn't call it assimilation. I would call it uh, a semi-hostile takeover. Right. But anyhow, I think that there's uh, – my main complaint is that I've always heard when I was in New York that other Hispanics were treated differently by Anglos, mostly because they were less educated than your typical Anglo and had less money. Right. With the Cubans, you don't have that, and yet there's still so much resentment. The resentment so is like from it's, a, for it's a whether you make it or you don't make it's it. It's a different there's still reason. Resentment. The resentment is for a different reason when it comes to the Cubans. Because we're because the Cubans have made it, or is it? Well, I'm, yeah, there's going to be jealousy and there's all that, but but it's not. That's not the root of it. The root of it is the contempt for the fellow Americans, and I felt it, because like I said, I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show, I have felt it. The Cubans don't identify me as a Cuban when I, uh, when I walk amongst them, and I felt the, uh, the mistreatment at the hands of these arrogant assholes. Well, that's a radical point of view that some Cubans have, and there's no doubt. But that's the sum, and that's such a small minority. And some of the issues that if have been made... If it's a small minority, then they move around a lot, and they're pissing off a lot of Americans. Because I tell you, I work for a corporation, and I'll name it, it's called Procter & Gamble, and they, they <gasps> have... <laughs> well, wow. yeah, that's a that's a that's a myth from the 70s. Of but it is. Um, I have, there's a lot of Americans that live abroad and work abroad, and some of these Americans are in our meetings and all that, and they have not learned the language in the country that they're living in, and have been living and working, prospering for the last 20, 25 years. Oh, really? And they haven't learned French. Okay. Or they haven't learned. Uh, well, one guy's from Italy, and I, I don't think that there's a. I think if you come to this country and you work hard, you appreciate being here because there's no. You don't have a right to be here. It's a privilege to be in this country, and if you right. appreciate that privilege, but you work hard and you want to maintain some of your heritage because there's nothing wrong with assimilating into U.S. mainstream and still maintaining, let's say, your so-called Cubanness. 
Right, absolutely. You don't have to advertise and, it. And, and have a gringo family over for dinner every once in a while. For, absolutely. Uh, for pretty neighbors. Thank and you I much. thought that's what's, what's happening. That's, but anyhow. It's not happening enough. I guess we're going to have to, the good ones are going to have to spread it around. More cause those. Thank you very much, sir. Bye-bye. we got to do like Emerald and take it up a notch. God, I hate that guy. 8 till 2 on QAM.